welcome to Climax, the only action movie podcast by people who actually like action movies. I am Matt Loman. I'm Kyle McVeigh. Nick, knife to the back, Allen. That was lame. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. You, it, it seemed like you up. got caught off guard. It does. <laughs> like, I was like, oh shit. Oh no, a show. <laughs> yeah, you uh, you started getting good, and then you got comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. I like it. Stand by it, Nick. I could edit it with the the greatest name ever. Please sloppily edit some other take. And please, please add an audience just going ballistic. (laughs) I mean, just an audience going ballistic, and then maybe lift me and Kyle reacting to uh, Frankenstein, Freddie Mercury from Commando, (laughs) and then just just put that in. Yeah, there you go. I apologize. No, no, it's fine. No, I think this is a strong start. It's fine. Bungled it. As you can see, we are extremely nervous because this is a milestone episode. Yes. We're returning to John Wick, the Wickiverse, with John Wick Chapter 2. This one does not get a, uh, a an additional title no. like the next one. It's just John Wick colon Chapter 2. Yes. John Wick 2, para parabellum. Pre-parabellum? Pre-parabellum. <laughs> This was made in 2017 on a budget of $40 million. They made $171 million. Better than the $85 million on a $20 million budget of one. Not quite there yet, folks. No, not enough people saw this one either. This should be a Billy. <laughs> Which is crazy. <laughs> like, they, like, they definitely, I mean, it's nice that they doubled their budget. Mm-hmm. But also, they should have quadrupled it. <laughs> well, it's upsetting because, like... Is that a baby crying? Yes. Yeah. The babies are also upset. Yes. As uh, they should be. Uh, it's just upsetting because you keep... I listen to like other podcasts or I watch like, you know, YouTube shows and they're like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I discovered this on home video or my friends made me go to see it. You know what? I was pleasantly surprised. You don't deserve this movie. <laughs> you, don't, you don't deserve this movie. This you is monster. not the Napoleon Dynamite of action movies. This is... Yeah. This is not... This You should not have discovered this on word of mouth. I don't know what you saw in the first trailer. That didn't make you say, like, I have to see this movie the second it comes out. Yeah. But uh, I don't know what you're doing. Yeah, it's weird. I, I do feel like, I mean, I don't know the numbers, and I'm sure none of us do right now, but, like, it feels like Parabellum finally was the, at the point where everyone finally was, like, aware I might have the, I might have the numbers. <laughs> <laughs> do you? I, I know 10 on, numbers. On a $75 million budget. Parabellum made three hundred twenty-six million. Okay, yeah. So they five. It took two movies before everyone finally fucking showed up. And then, um, if, for those of you who are not from like you know Los Angeles, not in the industry, um, little known fact: if you are given seventy-five million dollars and you turn it into three hundred twenty-six million dollars, you can legally kill three people for that calendar year. <laughs> From when your movie came out, and yeah. then one year around, you are legally allowed three murders. Yeah, there's no guarantee I did that not they'll know make that. your next movie, but you can murder people. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's just that's just I, the rules. I don't know the uh, the writers' rules. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's part of the union. Yeah, that's we See, we, that's we fought hard for that. We fought hard for that and streaming. <laughs> yeah. I guess editors, we we negotiated away our right to murder. Yeah, and that, As was, with a, residuals. that was a mistake. Yeah, <laughs> huge we mistake. We lost residuals and murder. Wow, <laughs> very sad. Guys, not great, guys. We fucked up. Yeah. Uh, this was once again directed by Chad Stahelski. Uh, his co-director from the first one, David Leach, moved on, but he did give us uh, Atomic Blonde and Deadpool Two. Yes, as well as Hobson Shaw. Uh, Derek Kolstad returns as writer. Dan Hobson Lauston. Shaw was insane. <laughs> 
Justice for Han. <laughs> yes, yes, I agree. Uh, anyway, continue. Uh, director of photography, Dan Lawson. Second unit director and stunt coordinator is Darren Prescott. He was on one as well, and he did all of your favorite movies. Evan Schiff is the editor. Keanu continued to do most of his own stunts, except for, and then everywhere I looked it up, it was like getting hit by the car. He gets hit by like three cars. Maybe five yeah. cars. He gets hit by cars a lot. Well, Mostly from a, the same scene. Did he do scene. the one where he gets pulled out of the car? Where it hits and he falls yeah. out? Yeah. I don't know. That one feels <laughs> like, we had, that one feel, felt maybe a little too technical for him. I'm but. not going to lie. Getting ready for this one, I rewatched the entire trilogy multiple times. Yes. In like the past five days. <laughs> and John Wick's only weakness is cars. He just never sees a car coming. Yeah. <laughs> Like he'll, it's weird. He should know that sound. Like, he'll, by... he'll jits a guy to the ground, and yeah. then while he's like triangling them, he'll just hold his gun up in a random direction, and men will run in because he knows they're <laughs> gonna come from there, and he headshots them. But like a car, just they just constantly sneak up on John. <laughs> the loudest like Mustang GTO. Maybe he just <laughs> has tinnitus. And yeah, that's like he's just used to that that roar. That There's, that. Fuzz. I mean, he fires an active weapon a lot. Yeah, without <laughs> no any ear sort of ear protection. So yeah. You probably can't hear him coming. Uh, and then the other stunt they would not let him do is he didn't get to barrel roll down the stairs with Cassian. <laughs> you know, this is this is the real mistake. It, that, like Now, when the movies start to get so big that we're like, we can't insure you. That's some bullshit. Well, uh, Tom Cruise famously fired the insurance company when they yeah. were like, you can't run around the Burj Khalifa. And he's like... Oh, okay, oh, good point. Yeah. And then he goes to the series like, fire them. <laughs> fire that company. Yeah, yeah. He just, he just became the boss. I don't, I don't care if their office is out of a mini mall in Koreatown. You find an insurance company that will let me strap myself to the side of a plane. Do you understand? <laughs> you find it! Uh, so first impressions, how did you guys feel coming out of this movie the first time you saw it? Yeah, I, I, that's, I was thinking about that. The first time I saw it, I actually didn't love it the first time I saw it. I'm trying to remember, and I think I was with you, but it did seem like the next step up, you get introduced to another level of the Underverse. Yes. Um, Yeah. I came out like my blood was on fire. The the shotgun spear had a narcotic effect on me. Well, yeah, the shotgun sequence... I I didn't love it when I first came out. I think maybe it was the circumstances of like how I watched it, who I watched it with. Like it, it, I think a lot of people weren't meeting me at my excitement level. And it, <laughs> it like the first time I watched it, I felt like it felt like it was like some of the sequences were like a little bloated. And like it, it felt like maybe they had made some like sophomore mistakes of like you get more money, so you kinda like go a little too auteury or like do a little too much. And that is something that I felt initially, but upon, like, multiple rewatches has, like, I don't feel that vibe did you, as much. Did you feel that your mind had changed and you were just going along, you were picking up what they were putting down, or do you feel like your initial was mistaken and you've you I, corrected it? I don't know. I guess that's the question. I, 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 I think that, like, they, I think that, like, some of the sequences are very long. But overall, I I think that I've I think that I had like not an optimal first viewing experience, and I have come around on it a lot because overall I think it's like pretty much exactly what you wanted from a sequel. Mm-hmm. Like they they casually blow up the world <laughs> and make it you get deeper into it. Like you never learn about the night that John like 
got a, got out of the business, which I think is awesome that they like it's we just never this vague. Yeah, who cares? Like it's not important. We never yeah, and mm-hmm. we probably won't because they're amazing at that type of world building. It's like they know not to show you stuff. And then yeah, and then they did the bigger action and everything, and it, like. I don't know. Yeah. I, my first experience with it was not great. I think it is a very solid entry. I, it, I think it's the least of the three movies, but it's by no means bad. Yeah. <laughs> like, at all. So, so it's, like, it's an A minus. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think what might have not spoiled it, but like I did have all these expectations and John Wick 2 ended pretty great. And, um,. This ending just kind of petered, not petered out, but like it was just very quiet. And then we stayed in the world of him going to Central Park. Maybe I was just concerned for him walking out. I was like, oh no, the world we love. And he's like, we're going to have to run from it. Okay, so when you mean petered out is he, he leaves the museum, he shoots Santino, then he goes back to what's left of his home. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. immediately goes to Central Park. It was a weird... It's more of like it wasn't a, like a, a climax. It was like a resolution. They, yeah, next step. They went for like an emotional mm-hmm. ending and like set up for the next movie as opposed to like yeah, no, a hundred percent. He he needed to go home. Yeah. and find Daisy's chain mm-hmm. and sit in the ashes uh, for a lot of different reasons. Uh, but I kind of feel what you're saying. But when he was running through Central Park and then the camera pulls back to watch him, yeah, I, I, I started doing my notes for three. I was I yeah. was like, let's just get ready right now. Yeah, goosey yeah. bumps. Yeah, and that's the thing. I think this movie does everything a good sequel is supposed to do. The world got deeper and richer. You're getting the bigger action, longer action. It's a little more stylized. You mm-hmm. can tell a lot more neon. <laughs> a lot more <laughs> like neon. like you can tell that they stylistically they felt like they could make more of a choice. And then like there's definitely like a great set. It, it's it, the act two of a trilogy. Like it is yeah. a very dark ending. But it's not a trilogy. I know, but it's not. <laughs> yes, but like they, it felt like they were before they made so much money. I yeah, think, it was very. I think much, they only thought they were going to get three. It was definitely Empire Strikes Back ending. Yes, yes, exactly. Um, uh, Chad Stahelski in an interview said that he, you know, he's a he's a very complicated dude, and mm-hmm. he has interests in art, architecture, and dance among other things. And he really took two as an opportunity to kind of let his freak flag fly. And put in all the stuff he thinks is neat, even if it's just window dressing mm-hmm. or a chance to put a gunfight in an art museum. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, it's like mm-hmm. you can you can drench this in neon, and then you can like kind of stop and then just sort of watch this cold blooded killer mourn his family and then what could have been. Um, and I think a lot of that it, it speaks to the importance of Keanu. I think you can do all this arty stuff with him that you couldn't with another action star. Sure. Yeah. Because I don't know. Did you guys really listen to the first podcast we did? Uh, no, I, of, I, I did not. So if this, if this sounds familiar, like I covered it in the first one, let me know. I think we went, I think we went a little deeper into like the, the, uh, the stunt stuff. Yeah. Was like definitely, but uh, I don't think, and the emotion, I don't think we're rehashing, but Keanu is what I would call uh, an art jock. Yes. He's yeah, like, I think that's fair. He's like the fastest kid in school, great hands, and he can yeah. set a block and lay dudes out. So he's like a tight end or a shutdown yeah. cornerback, but he's like, dad, of course I love football. But sometimes I just I have to paint. <laughs> and then like I you must. know I can't be in a room with paint and not paint. <laughs> you remember when I crawl out of the crib <laughs> and just go for it? 
Um, but Nothing it, like referencing jokes off the air. But like the, just imagine like you go to the football field and like Keanu's just being run ragged and like someone's like, you know, coach, are you trying to kill Keanu? It's like, it's the only way we can make it work with his schedule. He got himself cast as Conrad Birdie in the fall musical. This is the only way to get his reps. Oh, and I have one true. more. I bet the coach dies a little bit every time he puts his varsity jacket on his steady, which is a white girl with dreadlocks. Oh, uh, that's nice. She. Ironically, looking exactly like one of the ghost twins. Yes, from <laughs> perhaps not unironically. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think uh, Keanu is. You know, I he gets. Uh, I think an undeserved reputation for kind of being blank. Yeah, and kind of being a space cadet. Um, but I think it's because he's a surprisingly physical actor. Like. Constantine holds himself differently than Neo, holds himself differently than Johnny Utah, holds himself differently than Jack from Speed, holds himself differently than John Wick. Like, he runs and walks kind of funny in the John Wick movies. Like, he's just spent a lifetime getting the shit kicked out of him. Yeah, yeah, this is true. (laughs) Um, And I just, uh, I think that physicality kind of brings a lot to it, because then you can drench him in neon, you can show him stepping out of the shadows, because that's kind of what he brings to it. He doesn't need a line or anything, or a close-up or anything like that. He's just so pissed to be there. (laughs) <laughs> he's very upset at how life worked out <laughs> yes clearly another thing I want to bring up now because I'm going to do it throughout the, the blow by blow is this is an exceedingly Catholic movie mm-hmm. um, there's yeah. a lot of stuff about uh, guilt and you know like excommunicando and then there's a part yeah. where uh, the Bowery King tells him he's descending into hell but like there's so much of John going underground he literally wakes back up in a morgue he comes back to life in a morgue <laughs> yeah um and there's just all these little catholic moments in guilt and i think the big one is is in the first movie john is the consequence yes. you fucked up now yeah. i'm coming for you and the second movie is john dealing with consequences mm-hmm. and his guilt mm-hmm. and um it really clicked for me when he goes and he talks to um uh, gianna d'antoni and yeah. she's like do you believe in damnation john and he's like yes that's such a good scene. Because I think in John's head, wherever Helen is, he can't go. Yeah. Because of the life he led. Oh, they'll never be together. Yeah, and I, I, think, yeah. I think that's maybe the biggest thing is the guilt. He's like, she died because of the stuff I did, which is really Catholic. It's like, <laughs> these bad things are happening to me because I'm bad. Yeah. These people treated me badly because I'm a bad person. Yeah. And I think that's really John's journey is dealing with the ideas that he has to admit to himself is, you know, if he believes in all that other stuff, Helen's in heaven. John's never gonna go. Yeah, and um, that is depressing. That's, (laughs) but yeah, no, I think it is like that is like an undertone of like he doesn't believe he'll ever see her again. Like like there's nothing to comfort himself. Like he he knows that like he got the briefest Mm -hmm. glimpse of happiness. Mm -hmm. Well, it's like like, a lot of times with these movies, the hero's got a death wish. It's it's Riggs. Yeah, it's Riggs from Lethal Weapon. Where he's like, I just I got to get out of here. Yeah, and he's like he's like. I'll never see her again. Mm-hmm. So I have to live as long as possible mm-hmm. so I can have that memory before yeah. I'm gone. Yeah. And uh, uh, it's, uh, it's pretty fucked up. It's pretty <laughs> fucked up. It's a nice, but it's In like... conclusion. <laughs> but it's like that night. It's a nice pivot because it's like the, the, the left of center take on that character. Like you're getting the same results as like someone with like a death wish. But yeah, like, but he's too good to just can't die. Yeah, but for completely different reasons. Yeah, that we, makes it feel fresh. Yeah, we've seen it a million times, and then they can do the the arty version. Yeah, which is exactly which you can't do with. I mean, even like, I would say John is physically and emotionally the most vulnerable we've seen an action hero since maybe John McClane. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I and even I, Bruce Willis, I don't think could do stuff like this. No, I, I don't think Bruce was like, I don't think, I don't think he was like acting in mm. the Die Hard. I think he's great in them, and he's got some great, and it's a super well written script that he delivers. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, I don't think he's like Out acting. <laughs> Whereas Keanu. <laughs> Like, and I think that's kind of why people like to joke about him because he does like bring a hundred percent, yeah, to everything, yeah. And like, even if it's like ridiculous, like he's doing Bill and Ted, you know, he's knocking Bill and Ted out of the fucking park <laughs> yeah, right now. No, he's 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 bringing the intensity that made him train eight hours a day, five days a week for John Wick to Bill and Ted. He's yes, probably, absolutely, he, he might be one of the world's most accomplished guitarists no. at this point. <laughs> My theory is. That he was so good at playing Bill and Ted from the you know original, yeah. That that's why everyone thought he was an airhead because he just did such a great job of. Oh, whoa. I do think you're right. I do think he had some early roles that were very like, oh, yeah, and like it didn't. But like he basically stops doing that after speed. Like speed yeah. is like. Mm-hmm. like he, I, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm trying to think of when mm, it, when is point break because I felt like it was like Bill point and break Ted. was like 91. So oh, Bill yeah, that also he does the Bill and Ted's then and he does speed, point break right? and he does speed and in speed he's a little bit more in place. Yeah, but he's definitely like freaked out by what's going on. Yeah, but the problem is is it's like basically 1999 is kind of when he stops because it's Neo, mm-hmm. it's the Matrix. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and everything before that, with like the exception of like speed, Keanu basically plays a guy who discovers that the world is different than he was told. <laughs> like, like yeah. it, it happens in Point Break when he yeah. becomes an FBI field agent, and then he finds out what it's like to be, like, the surfing criminal, and he's like, yeah. whoa. Yeah. And then Bill and Ted, it's like, yeah, you guys are huge. The universe hinges on you. It spins around you. And they're like, yeah. whoa. whoa. <laughs> and, then, and then Neo is, it's 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 the Matrix. It's realities of simulation. Yeah. And yeah. he's like, whoa. Like, it's just him <laughs> reacting to stuff. Yeah. And this is, this movie... And then Constantine and then uh, Street Kings, which I'll recommend, yeah. is basically those are the first times he's the one in the know. Like stuff doesn't need to be explained. That is an him. interesting thing for like a career that you keep <laughs> like falling into these roles where like you're kind of in, like those are all very different movies. Yeah. But the, the setup is often yeah. the same. Yeah. Like, Art Jock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's physically capable, but like emotionally and, and, and mentally he's like maybe a little naive or yeah. he's a little little more positive. Yeah. And he's got great hair. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's got it. He's had great hair on his whole career. Magnificent head of hair. Yeah. Still great. It's very it's, upsetting. Uh, yeah. No, it's fine. He's rich. He's probably had the you know, the rich person <laughs> hair surgery <laughs> that people have. The rich the, the rich person. Yeah, the rich person hair shirt surgery. Surgery. The LeBron, the Jeremy Piven. Yeah. 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 I just love that that like exists. But like, there's no way you could ever know about it. He probably like, has have a to hair have to, spiritualist, you... <laughs> just for his hair. It's so weird that there's probably a cure for baldness. Yes, but we we don't talk about it because no men want to admit that they yeah, need it. It's crazy, and the only way like like you can't go online and be like, "What's that hair surgery Jeremy Piven had?" You'll find no information. No, about like it. like someone approaches you with <laughs> yeah. like a Manila envelope, and yeah. they like it's like a spy stand handoff, and then you're just like. Oh, I guess I've become famous enough now that people are talking about my hairline. Exactly. Yeah, you just have to be famous enough and bald enough that someone at a party just casually is like, I gotta get you to my hair guy. And and, and, and hats off to the Willis's and the Statham's. Yeah. Who were yeah. like, fuck it. Yeah, fuck that. I mean they I mean like 
I don't think Bruce Willis ever had a great head of hair anyway. So no. <laughs> like, it wasn't, he didn't make his career on that. Neither yeah, did Statham. I don't, I don't think. They, they might have become famous too early in the timeline yes, to, I think, to be able to pivot. I, that may also be true. The technology was not there yet. <laughs> well, I'm just saying is they, yeah, they, but we identified them as, as bald men. Yes. Yes. I think you're also correct. Yes. Like if Jordan tried to pull that shit, we'd be like, come on, man. No. Come oh, on. that'd be weird. Come on, Mike. I would not like that. Jordan with hair would freak me the you're, fuck out. You're supposed out. to be aerodynamic. Yeah. No. That's, <laughs> that's why he only Aerodynamic had, bus. That's why when he, he, when he grew a mustache, he only grew the Hitler stash. <laughs> He was like, I want minimal, I want some facial hair, but I don't want, I want as little resistance as possible. Just imagine, imagine the confidence to be like, I'm going to take back the Hitler. If there is one person, like, I, I, I think that it is a, a fool's errand, but if there was one person in the height of his powers that could have brought back the Hitler, Hitler. stash, it was Michael Jordan. But yeah, if you're watching the '96 Bulls and he has a Hitler stash, <laughs> it's embarrassing. It's it's a turnoff. Yeah, it is not. Oh, he embarrassed a whole city for a long time. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like, whatever. It's also like not a good look. So I don't know why you yeah. why he wanted to bring that, it back. That's why I, I was able to die because like <laughs> Stalin had a mustache. Yeah, and mustaches aren't out. It's <laughs> a so Stalin. Yeah. Like, no. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was a bad look to begin with. Yeah, it was an excuse to ditch that forever. Yes. And that's fine. All right. This is a podcast in and of itself. <laughs> we should do a facial hair podcast. This is great. Let me grow my beard back. I out. didn't realize how much we had to say about it. I didn't realize how strongly I felt about it. <laughs> Anyways, this is why it's 20 minutes in and we're still not to the movie. Yeah, but we haven't read the IMDb to anybody yeah. yet. Uh, so, uh, according to the commentary, our movie picks up less than a week after John Wick. Yes. So that kind of helps with the timeline. Yeah, I get that. The opening chase, classic drama of big car versus little car, mm-hmm. as, as we discussed in the Terminator podcast. Uh, and then just the first car is a 70 Chevelle, and then his actual John Wick car is a 1969 Ford Mustang Mach 1. That's such a beautiful car. Mm-hmm. And uh, then he immediately fucks up. <laughs> immediately. It's, it's Dom's Charger from the Fast and Furious. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's it can't this, die. It's this holy relic of a car that he treats like fucking shit. <laughs> Every time. Every time. It gets destroyed every time. But that's his choice. Okay. Yes, this is his fist. choice. It, it wasn't in five. <laughs> what I liked about this opening was, like, it's so clear that they were like, you know what we didn't get to do enough of in the first one was Carfu. Yeah. Carfu. Like, we did not yeah. get to... We he, we didn't see John hit people with cars enough. It was probably like they were in the back of the theater at the premiere. And people are going nuts with them killing Dennis Duffy with a yes, car. Yes, absolutely. And then, like, they went out in the hall and they're like, we got to. More of this. We got to up the car shit. I don't <laughs> more care. More e-brake slides. I don't care. We need, we need more cars. And then, I like, after the coins, the movie is just like, okay, you guys are in. Yeah. We, we've already got you. So, here's a giant gold embossed mega key, <laughs> like in a video game. It's, yeah. It's the gold key from Doom. Yeah. I love that. It's so good. I so good also i really love this chase because the opening chase because it's not it's him chasing the bad yeah guys. exactly like, it's, it's they are terrified yeah like he gets knocked off a bike and he's like oh shit, oh shit we're gonna get. well it's it's like a direct continuation of one he's mm-hmm. still hunting yeah in the first yeah, he never got his car back before and then that that's like the change up is when he starts to finally <laughs> be the prey for like the first time I mean, it's just, it works so well. A little bit of Stahalski doing his uh, homages with Buster Keaton just projected on the side of a building. <laughs> that <laughs> is so dumb, but I, it, yeah, fine. Whatever. For those of you who uh, may not be familiar with projectors and light pollution in major urban areas, 
the wattage on that projector to be visible on the side of a building in New York City, that building, the temperature was raised 15 degrees. Like, that's <laughs> how bright true. it was. Yes. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it was a, a digital effect, but I'm just saying, in real life, yes, it would like, be curtains nasty. are catching on fire. Absolutely. <laughs> the edges of paper towels Neighbors are smoking. are like, can you shut that off, please? <laughs> it's bad enough we got these guys hitting each other. <laughs> These active murderers chasing each other. Yeah, and then just a nice thing where they cut back and forth with the the louder, higher-pitched engine of the motorcycle Mm -hmm. and then the the bassier uh, roar of the Chevelle. Yeah, great sound design. Also, the echoing throughout the city. Yeah. Yeah, it feels very empty and, like, very, like... It kind of, like, makes it feel more tense that, like, no one is on the street to witness (laughs) this in a weird way. Yeah, I, I... people are i've seen some like reviews be like where are the police that's like who cares who fucking cares <laughs> who cares they'll die too they're uh, they're they, a secret murderer society they got, they've paid off yeah. the police they got that word that day john wick is hunting and they're like taking a chill day yeah, yeah what's the what's his pet cop's name jimmy yeah. Jim? Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah jimmy was just like by the way wick's back i would maybe not be in manhattan yeah <laughs> don't answer any calls that sound like a professional murderer did it <laughs> yeah anywhere there's like a warehouse or like a russian orthodox church just don't go there yeah they all know yeah the, the outer boroughs are just heavily policed right now <laughs> all the tourist spots are locked up tight yeah for sure uh so then we go to the warehouse fight john gets his car back uh favorite of the show uh, Peter Stormare of course yeah. so happy to see him sums up the movie for us <laughs> yes. um, so <laughs> if you listen to the commentary and you watch like the behind the scenes and stuff mm-hmm. Keanu just hangs out with his old co-stars like he and Peter Stormare were just kicking it yeah <laughs> and Peter was like he was like I love John Wick what can I do <laughs> and then this is it if there is one man that would be like, why am I not in this movie? I'm surprised he wasn't in the first one. Yeah, honestly, like he he definitely could have played a role in the first one for sure. He's too perfect. <laughs> so they do. Uh, they repeat the legend and yeah. three men in a bar with a fucking bent. And and what I love is that his legend's so good, you can repeat stuff. Like yeah. I think another movie would have been like, oh, I hear he killed. I hear he killed four guys with a hotel swipe key yeah and, and they're like, just like no we got to do the pencil and what i like about the pencil myth is it's um it's unbelievable yeah it's it's absolutely unbelievable <laughs> mm-hmm. but john wick has earned the benefit of the doubt where everyone's yes. like if anyone could yeah. kill someone with a no. pencil yeah. it's john so it's like no one knows about it yeah anyone who saw it's dead yeah <laughs> and they're still just like the fucking pencil and someone's like could he really and they're like probably yeah like actually probably <laughs> could yeah it's it's not like it's not like, oh, I can't do it, so there's no way he could do it. They're no. like, no, John's different from me. This man has done impossible things. We paid Sir. him to do impossible things. Sir, are you putting all the pins in your locked drawer? Yeah. <laughs> no. Hide all the writing utensils. We only text. <laughs> quills. Put the quills away. He killed someone with a fucking MacBook Pro. <laughs> I mean, who the fuck could do that? Uh, he's so good in this. I love him. Uh, I love that John recognizes his car under the tarp. Yeah, I know. Mm. Yeah, of course. It's a real that de- was my note as well. Yeah, <laughs> it's a real destiny moment. He knows. Hey, babe. <laughs> he knows that he knows that silhouette anywhere. Good, good to see you again, darling. What do you think his car's name is? Oh, do you Daisy think Three. Do you think he's the type of man that names a car? I think it's like the dog. <laughs> it's also car. My <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, also, do, I I thought about it this time. I was like, is he? Does he, like, desperately want this car back also because there is that note in there? 
I think it's that, and I, I think, think it's just a point. That. Yes. Stop taking from me. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, obviously he just wants the car. Yeah, I think That's it's one cool of those car. where it's like, I, I honestly I think the car is the last thing he needs to get back to the life he feels he earned. Yeah. yeah and then sure. obviously he's wrong. Yeah. Well, he fucks it up. It's a metaphor for his life, past life. He <laughs> fucked it up. So he starts the car, and I love how the bad guys are like, he's in a car. Time to fight fire with fire to the taxis. <laughs> like, instead of setting up, like, an ambush point, no. and they just fire a hundred guns a hundred times, they're just like, bullets won't work on his car. Get into the taxis. I, exits. definitely we should have thought about the exits. Yeah, they definitely could have just gone. There can't be too many exits to this thing that you drive through. They, must, they should have just gone there. I... Love it. Yes, of course, though. It's just, it's them making all the right decisions. Because John just driving around while people like fire guns, there's like sparks bouncing off his car. Mm -hmm. That's so boring. Yeah, Because when John gets hit, it's so brutal. Like, the way they shoot those crashes, like, I wince. They they look really hard. It looks so bad. And then, like you mentioned earlier, the one that knocks him out of his mm -hmm. car after after he doors the motorcycle. That looks like it fucking hurts. (laughs) I... And when yeah. he just rams into a car, backs up, and then casually does it again as the guy's <laughs> trying to escape. I love to that. The, to the sunroof. And, yeah. And then I, he just falls on his own, his windshield. I <laughs> love the, the, like, the open door into the motorcycle thing is such a fucking move. Done in frame. so awesome. Done in frame. That's insane. No cutaway. I mean, like, I think there was a dummy on there, and then maybe they CG'd the dummy that hit the ground. Sure. Because it did the thing most dummies don't do is when it hits the ground, it sticks. Yeah. Like it's a 200-pound man. Yeah. And not a bunch of latex <laughs> flopping around. Uh, but it's like they did it. They did it. They did it in frame. Like, yeah. is this what it looks like oh, when sorry, everyone no. gives a shit? Mm-hmm. Is this like, I don't. No movie that's won an Oscar has ever worked this hard. Yeah. Return of the King. Okay. I heard it as soon as I said Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fine. Yeah. There's a couple. But it's like your fave could never. No. Chad Stahelski's like. We got to put it on the screen. We got to yeah. see this motorcycle eat shit in frame with John. <laughs> Otherwise, what's the point? And if they're not going 70, what are we doing here? Yeah, <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then he's built up enough of a team around him to be like, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, e- like, this is. Yes. Even accounting in HR has got, like, neck tattoos. Like, yeah, we should definitely do this. <laughs> I mean, Why are that, you guys in on this meeting? Those are just the. We just love the shit. This is just how we work the, here. Uh, guild. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they the all look. They, yeah, they, their... all, they all look like accounts payable. <laughs> <laughs> Like um, uh, the so, flying drift when he first gets the car and escapes mm-hmm. destroyed the car. It looks like it oh, destroyed he, the car. Oh, when he um, ramps out of the warehouse. Yeah. He ramps out and then drifts through the air literally. Yeah. yeah. And then continues to drift. I guess that fucked up the car. I mean, that's like a pretty... To, like, to me, who doesn't know a, like that would fuck up a car or something, it looks like a simple stunt. Yeah. But because it's the same shot and they ride it, that shot through it, yeah. it's impressive. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. Because yeah. think how much that would be diminished if they just cut away behind it and you saw, like, the, you know, the camera under the car. Yeah, they were like, like, it's oh, getting air. It'd be under the car, in the car, like, but then you're like from another angle. And then the jostling, a close-up of John, like, trying yeah. to, like, yeah. wrestle it. And they just left the camera on and they probably cut it right before the wheels fell off, like, yeah. in a Bugs Bunny cartoon. <laughs> I, it does hit at, like, an alarming angle. Yeah, <laughs> like, right into the slide. Yeah. Um... And then I don't know what we would call this best kill nominee or who got it the worst. It's definitely not poor sap. No, no, because no. the poor sap is a civilian. <laughs> but the guy that he spin kicks with his car into the pole, mm-hmm. like people died making this. Yeah. Movie. That is that is also a good like the that's a punctual fuck you. The gun foo <laughs> in this opening is very good. Yeah, like the there's 
like just casual sorry yes the car foo sorry but like yeah the casual like like there's like five things in this in this opening sequence that are you've like genuinely never seen before no it's like incredible (laughs) it's just oh (laughs) what did that guy do more than anyone else nothing he existed he put his car in front of the door yeah he didn't even actively hit john before this when he's also like hand fighting he just takes his time when he's not reloading to do the double tap and shoot a guy in the head. He just casually throws another guy's head into the corner of a car. Like, yeah. Oh, uh, I, I don't know what to do with my hands. Uh, a uh, head car. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. okay. Oh, right. feels good. I'm back. So then he goes and he talks to Peter Stormar. Yes. Let's him live. Yes. Uh, why do you guys think he let him live? I mean, I think, sequels. I I think he's just trying to like. I think it's like we 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 were still at the point where he's just trying to reclaim his old life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think he just like, like he finished one beef. He just wants to let people like he was kind of forced into a beef. Mm-hmm. So like this, I think he's just trying to be like, I'm not he, here to start shit. I'm here literally for the car. This is the end of it. Maybe like, it's the um, enemy you know is better than the stranger because if he murders him there's a vacuum power vacuum it never ends if he if he murders him then it's like there's no end point i think at this point he still believes wholeheartedly that he can go back home he can talk his way out of yeah and it's done like everyone gets it we're done like that's it there's there's (laughs) nothing left of the russian mob in new york no I do like how this movie wasn't Peter Stormare going after him after he said he wouldn't. Yeah. It's a different thing. Yeah, I do appreciate that because that could have easily been what it was. Yeah. It was like kind of an echo of the first one. I, I, uh, <laughs> Abram Tarasov, Peter Stormare's character, yeah. makes a good point when his conciliary is like, why don't we just give him the car back? Yeah. And he's like, he, he killed my nephew. Yeah, he killed my brother. He killed a dozen of my men, mm-hmm. and that is the reason we can't just give him back. Yeah, I'd have given him the car and just been pissed the rest of my life. Absolutely, fucking John Wick. <laughs> yeah, fucking John. Yeah, you just just be done with it. I mean, what's he take? Sp- what you can. Is he afraid of looking like a punk in front of his men? Uh, I think they'd agree with you that they would also like to live. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, they did not want John Wick to come in there that night. Yeah, I mean, not after after John left with his car in peace, they were all like, "Okay, everybody." We're just we're just gonna beat the shit out of each other for ten minutes. <laughs> yeah. So when people ask why we gave the car back, it's because John Wick kicked the shit yeah. out of us. Yeah, that's it. Oh man, the cuts where you're like you just hear screams echoing, and it's just cameras on Peter Stormare. Yeah, that one's great. Yeah, as he's just tearing them apart. Yeah, and those guys are screaming bloody murder. Like those are visceral roars. And, and Stormare's not a hundred percent upset and not a hundred percent worried. Yeah. It's like, oh, John Wick's here. No, yeah. he's just listening to see what phase of the evening we're in. I think he's, like, pretty prepared that he's going to die. Yeah, I think he made his peace with it. Yeah, I, like, that. that's kind of the, the thing about this one is, like, in this moment, he's like, okay, I'm going to die. And I think he's, like, definitely a little surprised that John Wick comes in for peace. So, uh, <laughs> I only saw this in one place. But it said that they brought in Stormar because uh, they originally planned to get Michael Nykvist back, and then he very tragically died. Yeah. Uh, uh, how? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I the mean, twin is brother. It, is it a flush? Is it a flashback? Is it? Is it? Does he just grow a beard? He's just like in. A, a he's just in the hospital, beard? and John visits him in the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> no. 
That would be terrible. This is a place where people come to heal. And John's just like stabbing people with scalpels and strangling them oh, with IV. So many murder court. weapons in here. Yeah. Oh, cool. A bone saw. <laughs> <laughs> the hospital just clears out. Henchmen are throwing themselves out of windows. Uh, do we have anything else from the scene we want to talk about? No. Peace no. is brokered. Peace is brokered. So he uh, returns back to his home for a quiet life with Admiral Goodboy. Uh, <laughs> uh, who has been aged up. Yes. In this film. Yeah. He is now an adult dog as uh, opposed to a puppy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aurelio comes back. I assume Leguizamo agreed to this so he would be kept alive so he can show up in four with a gun. I hope so. I yeah. thought that when I when I saw him, I was like, oh, Aurelio's got to come back. Yeah. He, he got sadly left out of parabellum mm-hmm. it well i mean that movie got too big for him yeah no yeah. It, it, the, 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 the movie traversing was the world three three is a dead sprint yes <laughs> and like in in globe spanning yeah like yeah sorry no time for aurelio i assume he gets finally gets his car back and forth <laughs> yeah well no they've got <laughs> it set it up they've got to set it up so he's finally baba yaga again he has nothing to live for yeah he has his car he's got all his guns mm-hmm. and he's got a target he's gonna take out the high table there you go. And maybe Leguizamo backs him up and then dies in a blaze of glory. That'd be great. He just wants to like be in this part of New York. Yeah, I just love the line. I don't know if you noticed, but you got a crack in your windshield. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a dumb line, but delivered by just like so, a master. Big dad energy. I'll have it ready yeah. for you by Christmas. 2030. Got him. <laughs> Zing him. Call me paranoid, but I'd give it a few days before I reconcreted my guns. I mean, you like you put them down there. But you, yeah, you don't, you don't do the concrete yet. Yeah, not I mean, at all. Yeah, one of the bigger differences between you know me and John Wick is uh, I'm a procrastinator. <laughs> oh yeah, no, those would have sat in my garage for months. Yeah. before I was like, ah, all and, right, I'll put away the guns. Yeah, I'm just putting today. clean. I'm putting clean laundry back into my suitcase. And yeah, exactly. <laughs> my concrete montage would have included me looking on a YouTube video of how to do that. Going to the store, getting this stuff, yeah. and then going back to the store because I got the wrong stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, mine wouldn't in- come together. M- mine would involve me uh, half digging, half breaking through concrete because yeah. my keys are in there somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Shit, my fuck. My wallet. <laughs> fuck. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Uh, so Santino comes to collect. I like that John speaks every language on earth but adopts no accent. <laughs> Why would he? He's just Don't cafe. He doesn't give a shit. Buongiorno. Cafe. 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 <laughs> uh, Santino is like a perfect villain. He's a good continuation from Yosef. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. He's like if Yosef had not made a decision that abruptly ended his life. Well, <laughs> like, he's like he's he's like old money. He's like like a still entitled. He's like a third or fourth generation rich kid. Yeah, it is in the mafia, so mm-hmm. he's not surprised by violence. Yeah, he's not adverse to violence, but being living his whole life rich, and mm-hmm. then like every generation before him being rich, mm-hmm. he kind of feels he he walks around with the understanding that that violence will never be applied to him. Yeah, yeah, like like the rules the rules exist not to apply to him, but to protect him. Yeah, and then like you see that the way he approaches John, there is some incredible acting when John says. I can't do this and passes the marker back. Yeah. And he gets up, John gets up and we stay on Santino mm-hmm. and you see it in his face where he's like, 
what the fuck? I'm, I guess I'm at the fucking blow yeah. up his house. Yeah, I, like, like, yeah, he's like, <laughs> he, he's he's disappointed, and then there's a moment of like incandescent spoiled kid rage. <laughs> yeah, and then he just make he just accepts that I'm gonna burn this house down. Yeah, but he is also prepared for that and thought yeah. of that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. He was like, he was literally like, I'm he's leaving with me, or I'm burning his house down. Yeah, one or the other. And then uh, he just he goes, okay, I guess the decision's been made. Yeah. So he goes to his Mini Cooper and pulls out a grenade launcher. His Fiat. Yeah. Was uh, it a Fiat? I was, I was just I, making a joke. I was just being shitty. It's a hun- <laughs> it's a hundred percent a little Italian car. His Saab. His Saab Italian? I don't know. No yeah, idea. we actually don't see him escape. We don't see him in like the Escalade or anything like we did uh, Vigo. Mm-mm. Every time he every time he flees, he's usually on foot. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Fast walking, <laughs> he's like fast walking away from John Wick. There's gunshots in the background. He's fast walking. You just hope that you threw enough men at him to give you enough time to power walk somewhere safe. Uh, so they introduced the idea of the marker. Yes, oh, yeah. and we're all well versed in, in genre television. Yes, more lore is almost never the answer. Yeah, like anytime you're watching something, it's like, oh, this, this, this is a, this is the most talked about that. Yeah, this is like season five. This is the most powerful device that's ever existed. Yeah, or it's like, oh, that secret, that secret society we were fighting. This is an even secreter society. Yeah, that runs them even and more shadowy. Yeah, and it's like, it just makes things confused. You're like, wait, what show was I watching this entire time? Yeah, why did those first three seasons happen if this was always in place? Wink, wink. But what they, what I like about the marker is. It's not magic. They don't use it to wallpaper over plot holes. No. Or to get the hero to where they need him for, like, the season finale Mm -hmm. quicker. It informs us about John's character. It's... It's a consequences of the choices he made. You go back to the Catholic thing, it's a tangible sin. Sure, yeah. This this ties you to your old life. Mm -hmm. You made this choice, and you did terrible things to get out of it, Mm -hmm. and this is proof. Mm -hmm. John, you can't run from this. You can't destroy this. You can't ignore this. This is real. Yeah, and um, I think when you use more lore, or you use you know sacred artifacts, which I guess this would be a magic item, uh, you know, just to call it something, this is the best way to use it, where it reflects back on the character, and it's not stuff that happens. Absolutely, and it's also building on like it's building on something that we've already established. We know about this knight. Mm -hmm. We know like. He did garbage things, and he got help. Has only talked about in Hush Whispers. Yes. By, like, the guys who yeah. who run organizations made of 500 guys. Yeah, exactly. So it's not just, a, it's not like, it's building on something we already knew, and then introducing a new lore that, once again, yes, is, like, yeah. character-driven. It's not completely out of the blue. And no, it does not seem rare enough that there's a reason we didn't hear about it in the first one. Yeah. No, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, the the marker is, like, I, I great very rare. Up. Yeah, and a great step up. Yeah, I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, and then just the way John almost reacts to it. Mm-hmm. Like, he, like we watched this guy murder 70 dudes in the first yeah. movie. The movie opens with him killing 20, mm-hmm. and he physically pulls back yeah. from, from the marker. And well, it's just, again, it's that physicality well, he, that he brings. You can tell this is, like, his biggest fear. Yeah. Like, this is, like in the aftermath... In, in the back of his mind, I think he was like, the first movie, it's like, okay, and why he makes peace with Stormare is just like, I'm trying to contain this. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, I had one outburst, it was yes. like a couple days, and we're done now. I had a and, violence bender. <laughs> yeah, I had a violence bender, it happens to the best We of all us. raged pretty hard. Yeah, and we're just, let's be done. But like, in the back of his mind, like, 
the way he plays that moment, you're like, okay, he was. This is his biggest fear. Yeah. This is he also asked him not to do it because not calling the marker to play. Yeah, because he will automatically do it because that's his word is bind. Yeah, well, but it's also it's it's the like what you were saying. It kind of feeds into what, what Kyle said about I had a violence bender, mm-hmm. and it's like that was just me trying to reset things yeah. to the way they're, they're supposed to be. <laughs> yeah, this, not out. This marker is me officially coming back. Yes. And yeah. I really don't want that. And then, you yeah. know, same if thing, you're here like, like 10 shit. minutes it's, earlier, it's, yeah. you would have seen me packing up my guns. That was very, very <laughs> metaphorical. It's uh, like a whole thing. <laughs> it's it's like a whole, you guys don't know how long that takes. Well, if you're in shape, that's <laughs> like, it's really out of the way. Yeah. But like for any one of us, if something's concrete, it's like, it's gone forever. Like, oh no, it, I'll never get it back. It yeah. might it might as well have been fired into the sun. Like you you could you'll have to demolish this house yeah. to maybe get to it. Yeah. Like no way. You're going to bring in some guys. Yeah. But I like <laughs> that this is yeah, like it, the first movie's about containment and then this is like yeah, now they're bringing them back into like this larger fold and it's like a nightmare. <laughs> you can't uh, just a living dip nightmare. Your foot. Back in. Okay, so John refuses. Santino leaves. Uh, Ruby Rose side eyes John, mm-hmm. and then they explode mm-hmm. his house. Yes, casually. How did they know they weren't going to kill him? I don't uh, see. I was trying to figure out. I don't know if they were like stats. I think they was he just like <laughs> scoreboard. Yeah, it's just like he's just so yeah. He just well, has a, either either way like. Well, what if John was like, oh, okay, I'm glad Santino left. I've really got to piss. So then he's inside think. the house to not be blown through the window yeah. and clear of the fire. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know if they thought he would survive. I think it was bonus that he survived. Yeah. They must have like been like, this will probably kill him. Yeah. Winston was like, you're lucky you just burned down your house. It's like, how did he know? Uh, yeah, exactly. He definitely tried to kill you. That That's definitely a hit. Yeah. It, it, I mean, if Santino handed the grenade launcher to one of those Navy SEAL motherfuckers, he's got following him around. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. But him doing it by himself. Yeah. Uh, so John goes to the Continental, and uh, it's basically a rules of the marker scene. Yes. Uh, but I do like yeah. that part of Winston's regular schedule is inspect all the money. Yeah, I like getting these little glimpses. Once again, not explained. Like, it's just like, okay, there's a mint, and, like, he, the Continental, like, has final say on whether stuff goes into circulation. It It, it also makes the Continental feel bigger. Yeah, because they're not just in the first in the first movie, they're they're just like a safe spot, like a sacred ground that you can be safe in and conduct your business. Now, like way more is that it's like a group that like makes the rules mm-hmm. and like abides by them. So like, well, I mean, it's sacred want... because it's important. Yeah, it's more of like a controlling body than just like a hotel well, like, you, you wonder if it's like the government where there's like separate but equal branches mm-hmm. like that's what it feels like, i could yeah. not i could not care less how the economy of the gold coins works no who fucking cares it costs it costs one body to get into the club yeah shut the fuck up who cares but it's also one body per drink yeah <laughs> it's, it's very very confused i, I got no problem with it because yeah, you know why because john has unlimited gold coins because he's john wick <laughs> yeah uh, doesn't matter. but i want to know how the the checks and balances work if the continental is a part to a part yeah. of the high table or a party with the yeah. high table. Uh, that one I would like to see explored. I, I think, I think it might be a party with, it does feel like a separate thing that, but I don't know. It's almost I, like, like Winston's grandpa. Well, they're doing the, the idea. TV show. Yeah. So I imagine that 
will probably be part of it. It will probably answer a lot of questions that we both want to know and desperately don't want to know. We're finally going to get that Cassian prequel. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) so good. Uh, You know, (laughs) I'll I'll wait to talk about my one problem with Cassian later. (laughs) It's fine. Uh, And just again, without the rules, we live like the animals. Um, It's just these are the kinds of rules that make it easier for those on top. Mm-hmm. To kind of rough, rough shot on the bottom, and then John kind of says, "Well, you know, the rules don't mean much if I have a gun." Yeah, uh, John agrees to honor Santino's marker. Super subtle with the painting; just a real <laughs> chill Civil War painting. Not a big deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The subtlety is not like it, this. <laughs> like I think there's a lot of subtlety in like Keanu's performance, and I think in like a lot of the writing, but visually. It is not a subtle film, and, and, and I love it. Like he, he, there's, there's the, there's a Civil War painting that they talk in front of. Yeah. But then, like Keanu walks past, like all the gods. Yes. Sort of like a game recognized game sort of situation. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, there's a there's a film channel I like called uh, Film Joy, and uh, one of the ones is movies with Mikey, mm-hmm. and he did a John Wick series, and he talks about how the first movie is John taking out the gods of Olympus. Okay. And um, I just thought it was a nice tie-in when you see the gods. Dead, yeah. preserved in the museum because yeah. we've moved on to to John basically fighting his way through literal hell. Yeah, uh, but um, yeah, check out movies with Mikey if you like what we're doing. He does a pretty good job. I have not watched that. I'll have um, to check it out. First off, the the makers of the series owe us nothing. These only ge- mm-hmm. Stahelski and Leach and Colstad have only given me amazing things. Yes, I demand nothing of them. But when Santino is like, "How would you do it? His cane, maybe his glasses." They should maybe give us a glasses kill. I would like to see him kill some oh. glasses. I would, yeah. I mean, like, you definitely tear off some glasses, snap him in half, stab a man in his throat. I don't know. I mean, that's, uh, that's the boring version. I'm, I'm jumping ahead, but when John kills the Asian hipsters during the gauntlet montage, yes. it, the first thing he does is he runs or he punches the guy, and then when the second guy comes up behind him, he just throws the pencil into his throat. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's how he did it. No. John shows you five different ways you could kill yeah, someone with a pencil. No, no, no. Yeah, it's different every time. Yeah. No, it's head, improv. Your it's, head has a giant jazz. weakness, which is the ear hole to the brain. Your, your head has a lot of weaknesses, and it's all the holes in your head. Yep. <laughs> and he will exploit them every time. God Wear helmets. Wear, <laughs> I will only fight John Wick in a motorcycle helmet. Well, uh, no, that, actually, that doesn't go well. Yeah, I don't no, know if you saw three. No, it goes <laughs> really poorly. Through. Yeah, I don't know if you saw three, but uh, it doesn't gonna, help. He'll just get a fucking sword. Just have a horse kick your head off. <laughs> the animal kills. Fight! I can't wait to do three. I'm thrilled that the, a part of the escalation of three is animal murders. I can't get into it. Animals as weapons. It's, can't get into it. We'll yeah. be here forever. We we always always run long. I can't I can't get into three now. Yeah, you're right. Um, you're right. And then when John replies, "My hands," Santino's reaction is great. He kind of gasps and shivers, but again, for him, it's more of like a roller coaster because yeah. he knows it will never happen to him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, uh, it. it <laughs> he's like a. He's a little horny for it. Yeah, <laughs> you can tell. <laughs> well, it's like oh, it's like fucking John Wick's right here. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I just. Uh, I can't say enough good things about. Uh, oh shit! What was his name? guy who plays Santino? Yeah. How's it not in my notes? I did not write down his name. Oh, my God. I didn't think we were going to refer to him as an actor. <laughs> I'm such a piece of shit. I just... I just oh, uh, Richard Scarmaccio. Um, Garmaccio. He's just... Ricardo Scarmaccio. He's so good. Uh, he's got a film on Netflix called Ruthless. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, it's about uh, a Milanese mob. I, I kept meaning to check it out. But he's so good in this. He's such a good villain. Yeah, yeah. I would watch him in about anything else. More mob movies? Yes, obviously. Sure. Yes, please. <laughs> let that be your niche. Like, let, let him menace the next James Bond. Absolutely. Uh, that would be fucking awesome. He would be great. Be better than Mr. Robot. Uh, I love that the Italians have their own nickname for John. Lo Spetro. The That's ghost. the best. Yeah. It's better than the witch. Yeah. Yeah. It's better, than, it's better than female witch. <laughs> yeah, that's the confusing thing about Baba Yaga. I think that Baba Yaga is like almost certainly always a woman. Yeah. It's not as generic as they made it out to be. Yeah, it's just, I mean, you can just call him the boogeyman. I mean, but maybe we're just being cis-bidges we over are. here. We're, 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 we're being nitpicky. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> do this for me, and your marketer is honored. What say you? I love a chill what say you. Mm-hmm. Uh, ever since Return of the King, I've loved just a what's good what's say yeah. you in a movie. It, need a, it like work doesn't. That into it, yeah, it doesn't come up in real life as often as oh I'd like god. it to. Oh my god! The only time it comes up is when my roommate's trying to get me to go out to a bar. <laughs> you want to go out? Hmm? What's say you? <laughs> Leave me alone! It's nine in the morning. No, I'm not going with you. <laughs> Set foot to path. And see, drink in hand. Uh, so they go to the bankers. Uh, according to commentary, it came up. They came up with the idea after eating a kosher steakhouse during the filming of one. <laughs> and they started talking with some of the regulars and staff, and they wanted to put them in the movie. And according to them, uh, they said, as long as we're bankers. Interesting. So they were eating at a Jewish deli, and they came up with the Jewish bank. bank. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, it's almost like Letterkenny, yeah. where it's like, I mean, I don't know if that's PC, but fuck, you said it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, yeah, I mean, those guys were down. I also love that. That's also, like, uh, but that's, like, honestly another, like, little detail that, like, there's, like, I guess this orthodox Jewish branch of of this world that are, like, doing these, like, chill secret banking maneuvers. Your assassin safety deposit box. Yeah. I feel like it was a separate thing. Like, they weren't in the league. Like, it was the... I don't know, second tier, but John just used it because it was, um, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's they, a safety net. Like they knew who he was. Yeah. And they knew that he was def. They def. That man is definitely implying that they know John wick is going to murder someone. Yeah. So I feel like, yeah, maybe they're not. And officially that's none of their business. Yeah. But like they, it does feel like they are their Most of their business is, can you imagine casually banking as a normal person at that place and not knowing? <laughs> well, I mean, it's like you go yeah, back I have my savings with them. Yeah. It's like, it's like, oh, Hey, I need to, I need to make a, I need to have a notary make a copy of like my deed for my house. <laughs> and then John Wick is back there screaming. <laughs> and then, and then, and then the next time you see him, he's in a turtleneck. <laughs> he's just casually walking yeah. out. Did that man change? So he just has gold coins and passports and turtleneck sweaters in his safety deposit box. The tactical yeah. turtleneck, such a strong look for John Wick. It takes <laughs> a certain a kind look. of guy to be able to pull off a turtleneck. Absolutely. Yeah, I am not among one of... those guys. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I can't do it either. Well, you lose a lot of heat for the neck. Yeah. No, that's true. <laughs> that's correct. Uh, and just going back to the scream, I love that he has a moment to just like, I can't believe this is fucking happening. Yeah. And I love that they don't let him finish the scream. Oh, it's the best. Just cut away. This is my favorite. It's my no. favorite editing maneuver. It can be used for comedy and off drama. Screen. Yeah, yeah. You you cut the screen midway, and then you just cut to him in a turtleneck. It's and again, a- it also works in comedy. Yeah, MacGruber <laughs> proves it again and again. <laughs> they do it like five times in that movie, and it's funny. Every that's time. their main. That's their main transition. <laughs> it's 
kind of, yeah. It's one of their three main transitions. I also movie. love how much they put in a tiger growl through <laughs> the panther. It gets louder. Um, That's great. I mean, we got to do my group at some point. Yeah, yeah. That's like the one definite, like straight up comedy we have to do. Yeah, I mean, we'll you know we'll have to break the we'll have to break the surface tension with hot fuzz. Yes, but then yeah. we can start we can start cruising in for those action comedies. Yes, I agree. Um, so, so, oh, sorry, do you have more to say about no. the bankers? <laughs> so they they go to Continental Rome. God help me, I love giant doors. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's really cool. It also is like once again, like a chill way to blow up. The, the world again. Mm, like, yeah. Okay. Now we're seeing who's the Winston of this world. Franco like, Nero. Exactly. So still, it's like still his friend. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so it's just like nice to like see another iteration of what mm-hmm. we've already seen and have it like confirm that okay, yeah, this is everywhere. I know there's a lot of discussion about the assassin economy and how it works and what gold coins are actually worth and everything. Sure. But I, the thing that is most attractive to me is he walks up, puts down a gold coin, and is like, I'd like a room, and he gets a room. It's not yeah. like, and what's your email? Mm. And is there a card we could put charges mm, to? Yeah, no. uh, we just need a copy of your driver's license. Would you like to and, be a part of our rewards? Yeah, program? he's just like, he's like, I need a room. And he puts it down there, and the only question they ask him is if he's there to kill the Pope. I love that joke. It's a really it's, good joke. And it also feeds into the Catholic thing, where yeah. it's, it's, I am a bad Catholic. Yeah. I am in no way Christ-like. But I still care about the pomp and circumstances, yeah, not the loving each other, not the no. being good to each other. But he's like, you know, he's like, I run a hotel for assassins. Yeah. But the Pope is sacred. It's yeah. like, no, he's not. With every no. choice you've made in your entire <laughs> life, you clearly don't care about any of this shit. But like you're you're in and I get it. I, yeah. uh, I'm the worst Catholic who's ever lived. But if I see someone wearing a rosary like a necklace, yeah, I just, I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? I don't even care. I don't even care about a rosary. I don't. I don't know why. I wish I knew. I wish I could turn it off. It's fine, Matt. You're okay. The the early aughts where everyone was just wearing rosaries like necklaces, and I was like, what the fuck are we doing? Like I gave a shit, but I yeah. gave a shit for some what reason. What happened at Roncalli? I don't. Uh, Thirteen years, man, really fucked up my entire life. Thirteen <laughs> years of college school is just. I'm I'm scarred. Yeah, I just uh, I love the Intercontinental. Um, I love that their uh, their Charon is just an equally statuesque, uh, uh, beautiful black woman. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's uh, yeah, it's nice to see this. Wh- like, where'd she name Karen too? <laughs> Karen, 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 Karen. Yeah, and then that sets off like one of the more interesting like set up montage yeah it's like the makeover the montage yeah yeah it's almost a makeup mon- they, they, makeover they montage. should have they should have said it's a semi-charmed life as john tried on hats <laughs> so nick how much of this did you do in italy um, great question <laughs> i mean did you look at guns did you get a bulletproof suit made i did not get dessert <laughs> that's a bummer i wanted some dessert no. my honeymoon comes up later when the fight with cassian <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> did you, did you, a lot did of you also street. throw yourself down those stairs? Yeah, did you guys barrel roll? <laughs> we have a picture on those stairs. Shit, oh. we watched them drunk coming home from dinner. So we you almost did. fell down them. But uh, yeah, 
Uh, also, one I think in the street where they're fighting, I was like, "This looks oddly familiar," but it's like all the streets there. But were you were you trying to find a a, a black fellow tourist to stage Cassian fights for your <laughs> Come on, fight me! <laughs> there are babe. No, this will be cool. There are a hundred pictures your wife will never let see. <laughs> where it's you and another drunk guy just fighting in the street. No, babe, if we just crash through this window, it's a hotel for assassins. Nick, please stop rolling on that man. <laughs> I, like, I like the idea that you've already knocked that man out and you're just steamrolling him back and forth. We're an assassin fight. We're an we're assassin doing a fight. fight. <laughs> you're, you're common. <laughs> Sing a verse. Someone common AI! with me. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, so, uh, Peter Serafinowicz <laughs> is the sommelier. Yes. I learned this week, I was saying that word wrong my entire life. Sommelier? How are you saying it? Sommelier. Sommelier. How, how is it? Sommelier. Yeah. Sommelier. sommelier. Yeah. Yeah. I watched that sommelier documentary. Did you guys ever watch that? Nope. No, you but should watch a, it. It's a bunch of crazy show. people. No. Yeah. Wine lovers? Crazy people. Imbalanced? Watch the wine show. Everything that rich people like are crazy. Horse horse racing, crazy people. And if it's wine, crazy people. And if it's normal stuff they like, they like it in the worst way. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Every time. Uh, I am a a little upset that Sarah Fenowitz never tried to give John the the kitchen gun. Don't know if you guys have seen that skit. No. It's like a commercial he did for one of his shows. It's called The Kitchen Gun. And he walks in the kitchen and he points a gun at like a dirty sink and he, and he fires the gun and then it blows holes in the sink, but then yeah. they do the star wipe and it's clean, but the bullet holes are still there. <laughs> <laughs> and every time he pulls the trigger, he, he himself verbally says bang. So it's just a close-up of him smiling, firing a gun at a toilet going, bang, 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 just blowing holes through it, but then it's clean. He's so fucking funny. <laughs> so dumb. It's so dumb and I probably watch that once a day. <laughs> Uh, I'm Fuck. intensely jealous of anyone who can fiddle with stuff. Like when John's like checking the slide or yes. like the bolts. I wouldn't know what to do. What are you like, looking for? Nothing I'm good at or interested in lets me fiddle. No. I think maybe a couple times I like check the action on a keyboard. I'll I'll uh, I'll um, test out some pens. Yeah. Like, like nothing I do. Like I can't go to a music store and like pick up a guitar and be like. Yeah. Oh yeah, this one's pretty good. I love the tone on this. I'm so jealous of people who can fiddle. Yeah, I do agree with that. That is that is like a cool thing that I have never done in my life. And then um, the tailor. Oh, we'll just do this guy first. The the cartographer, uh, Simon Spinaz. Lots of European stuff. But the tailor is Luco Masca, who's also the costume designer for this movie. He also no did. Shit. He also Get did. He also did Wick One, The Last Witch Hunter, and Step Up to the Streets. Man, <laughs> he's done a lot of movies that I might watch today. <laughs> Step up I'm a two. little. I'm a All little. Three of those. <laughs> yeah. Wick, Witch uh, Hunter, and Step Up Two. <laughs> yes. Yeah. In that order, leading Absolutely. up to the best. All of them. <laughs> up to the best. The last Witch Hunter is like the best Hangover movie ever. I'm, it's just like the world is really cool. It's done really well. It's dumb, but it's <laughs> fucking great. They got like a good cast on that too. Yeah. It's it's it's. <laughs> poor Vin Diesel is he's like he's like I keep giving them these tailor made franchises and I don't know why they're not working yeah he just like it's it's he's a guy that like 
it's a bummer he looks the way he looks because all he wants to do is do high fantasy shit and he just doesn't look the part. Poor guy. Oh, I love Riddick. Chronicles of Riddick. Yeah, Riddick, Triple X, The Last Witch Hunter, and then uh, Bloodshot. He's like, he's like, I'm giving you guys so much stuff. Why can't you sell this? I don't know. Uh, I love him. Uh, I would watch a a documentary of Keanu and Luca. They're just day to day, every day when they like show up to set. It's like, ciao, Luca. It's like, oh, Mr. Reeves. Yes, it's so good to see you. Like just a real tight two and a half hour feature length documentary. It would be amazing. Of just them, just their conversations. Keanu tells him about his motorcycles he's making, and then Luca's just like, "You won't even believe what's coming out of Milan. It's uh, fashion next year. It's going to be garbage, (laughs) garbage." And Keanu's like, "I'm very sorry to hear that. I mostly wear jeans. (laughs) Do you have fancy jeans? Do those exist? I was thinking maybe John would wear like a blazer, assassin jeans." No, John, we're going to... No mysteries. We're going to put you in a suit. Also good. Yeah, that's great. All right. Could there be that's a good. denim can I, suit? Can I uh, actually please keep the suit for, like, a premieres and stuff? Yeah, Absolutely I, not. Or we'll make you a new suit. It's fine, Mr. Reese. Oh, no, I don't want to be a trouble. <laughs> it is weird because, like, I think it actually being the costume guy weirdly lends, like, this authority to, like, the tailoring scene. <laughs> I don't know why, but like well, as soon any, as he's like, "Is this for day or night?" I'm like, "Oh, he knows what's it up." It does feel very authentic and weird, despite the fact that he's like, it just like all the questions are very cool. The measuring looks very, I, I don't know it, and, and, the, that, and the buttons too. Yeah, the trousers tapered, the lining tactical, so good. I love that. And then, uh, and then that girl goes, "Hey, I'm on that mannequin," and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> she's a great character yeah uh midori nakamura hasn't done a lot but she uh <laughs> the way she just kind of takes the coin and then her spin into the shooting yeah. stance is amazing like with doing literally nothing she steals that scene she <laughs> she has been looking forward to this part of the day every day she goes in she's like i hope i hope we get an assassin so i can shoot some shit <laughs> <laughs> please so uh, we go to Gianna's coronation. Again, more Catholic stuff. John descends into the underworld. <laughs> Quite he has, literally. He has to go into the catacombs twice. Yeah. And emerge from the catacombs twice. I also love, like, the whole sequence of him, like, placing the weapons and, like, stuff like that. That's, mm-hmm. like, once again, why these movies are great. Like, a little thing where that you never see. They care so much about, like, the logistics well, of there, this stuff. There's a couple places where they, they sort of call out their homages. They're like, oh, this mm-hmm. is like this movie. Yeah, I've not seen anything backing this up, but they're so well-read. They're so knowledgeable about the genre that it, I kind of wonder if John planning his guns yeah. is a nod to um, A Better Tomorrow, the, the first one where Italian Fat goes into this club to shoot up these oh. mob guys, mm-hmm. and he just leaves handguns and the potted plants that lie in the hallway. Oh, cool. yeah, yeah, probably. Um, and uh, I just, I love that. And like you said, the logistics, it's like, yeah, I mean, you would have like a, a redoubt. You'd have like yeah. where you'd fall back, and there'd just be more bigger guns. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, it's like, oh, by now, it. I'll need something for crowd control, because they are probably <laughs> be on me. Like, Well, one of the, one of the things that I, I this is, I've, I've definitely seen, I'd even say three, but one into a hundred percent, I've I've seen into the double digits mm-hmm. each. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this is the first time I was watching it, and I realized that the cartographer tells John, "This is the map of the Dantonia State." 
Yeah. So those ruins yeah, are actually part I'm... of their land. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not saying he knew Santino was going to betray him, but I think yeah. he understood that he was going into the catacombs where D'Antoni men were going to be intimately familiar with it. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. he's like, it probably won't be ready for me to have like an automatic shotgun. Yeah. 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 That's true. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah. I love this whole, I love the logistics of this entire scene. This uh, cool. venue is the Baths of Caracalla. Mm-hmm. It's a real, it's like ancient Roman baths. Mm-hmm. And did, they do throw concerts there. Did, that's crazy. We, we did not go. I was flirting with going. It's just a little south of everything. Like the Coliseum of where oh, it's okay. just a little bit more out of So the you way. and that guy you barreled with, barreled with down the stairs didn't come here. And... <laughs> he would not meet me. And then you see an electric cellist concert. Okay. I This is triple X. I have, I have a... <laughs> this, this concert, it like... I don't know what it is about action movies. But and, why and concerts always, you'd never want to go to? Yeah, why is it always this concert? Okay. It's always this concert. So the the the, the music is a band called La Castlevania. And, <laughs> and Castle and Castle and Vanya are separated. So it's not like the video game. It's spelled the exact same. I don't fucking care. But there's a space you between. say it. That's it's what I'm saying. English though, right? It's American. No, so oh. so that guy, La Castlevania, wrote music for the first one and the second one. I have a band. It's called La Zelda. <laughs> it's called Hollow. La Zelda, the breath of the wild. They're all separate words. Uh, the singer is this... Uh, the, she's not a part of La Castlevania. Her name is uh, Nostalgia, uh, with an H after the Shut G up. at the end. No, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. Matt, stop reading no. this. No, I have to, because she's married to the Remember Hour Season 2 director, Sean Peterson. Oh. And he went with her to Rome and met Keanu, and he was there for the entire shooting of all of this stuff. Okay. <laughs> Fucking weird. And he said, he said, uh, he said Small it was a world. good time. He said the crew was great. Of course. And yes. it's like he'd be sitting there and he'd just realize he'd be talking to like ex Navy SEALs and Delta Force mm-hmm. operators. Mm-hmm. And uh, that Keanu was a class act. Of course. Yeah. That's all I've ever heard about him. <laughs> and we'd like, he does, he does skirting gently with our lives like he's on the outskirts we're like only like a kevin's bacon like one degree away from keanu it's upsetting so what what band would you have play at your coronation ceremony that's a good question see that's what this is what i'm talking why is it always this type of band and this type of concert all right so uh nick oh i know i thought of this question but i wasn't prepared for an answer maybe something (laughs) dumb like bare naked ladies (laughs) Real big I, fish, the Dropkick Murphys. <laughs> oh, I mean, I would, I would love a real big, big fish, fish concert. If all became, of our answers gonna be ska. If I became the head of a vast organization and then came out to sell out, <laughs> be amazing. It would be so good. I mean, uh, I mean, honestly, it's run the jewels. Oh, run the jewels. See, but that oh. yes, that's got like the energy that you want of like a Rammstein or like, do you know what I mean? Like that. The, it, but yeah, without being dumb, just do do the version, do the music video version, where you 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 put you put LP and Killer Mike yeah. on the stage, yeah, and then John comes out, and then they jump off the stage and help out John. Here's my thought: maybe you do dashboards. <laughs> maybe it's Chris Caraba just doing a solo acoustic. I maybe he's doing an acoustic set. He is five one and weighs sixty pounds. Well, he's not getting involved. No, I'm just saying is the sound of the explosions would probably shatter him. I it definitely wouldn't 
it definitely wouldn't provide cover for what John is doing. No, it would not. Oh man, Are those gunshots over the single acoustic and then drummer using brushes <laughs> <laughs> on a single snare. Oh, Satellite. Man. <laughs> DMV. Just John Wick. The, he's walking out of that orange light after he's killed Gianna. Yes. And then it's, your hand is everywhere. Yes. See, this Seeing is what I'm infidelity. saying. This is perfect. Uh, um, what a missed opportunity. So uh, Gianna is uh, Claudia Garini. Mm-hmm. And she's great. She's she, so good. She mm-hmm. has three scenes and she is the empress of all crime. For yeah. every second on screen. Yeah. And it, she makes that very clear. Uh, she handles being in a room with an armed John Wick better than anyone in the first movie. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like the same... It it It's that same sort of mentality that Santino has of like... Or, or like I think she definitely... It's not the same, actually. You see how they're different. Like, yeah. she... Yeah. She is obviously she doesn't the run. Better, she doesn't beg. She's the better of the two evils. Yeah, you because get... she knew that her actions have consequences. She doesn't believe that she's could be untouched from the violence that she perpetuates. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, you it's clearly different... get the air that the right person is seated at the table. Yeah, I don't yeah, understand. Of the two. Yeah, it's not like it's not like oh, Dio Mia John. She's trying to do reforms yeah. and, and, and bring Gamora legitimate. That is not what we are. And she's like, the, the second time we see her is she's shaking hands with a cardinal yeah, from the Vatican. <laughs> and then and then she's basically, some guy's like, you threatened to kill these people. And she's like, I threatened to kill their children. That's the first time I've noticed that. They like, were only supposed to watch. Yeah. Idiot. <laughs> Idiot. I was like, oh, is this like there to make us feel less bad about her kills? I, I, I think, I think or for just... me, for me, it was to make me understand why Santino would need a John. Yes. Yeah. Because she is truly dangerous. Yeah. But like, unlike, sense. but unlike Santino, she knows that there is a price for playing in this world. Which I think is interesting, and, and like a nice like juxtaposition, and, but like you're definitely obviously she's the lesser of. I mean, is she the lesser of the two evils? I, I mean, don't she's know. certainly the more professional evil. She's the more professional <laughs> evil at the very least, uh, or yes, less less unhinged at the very least. But like it, uh, yeah, that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> I don't have anything else. No, I thought I memory. thought I thought she was great. I um. More Catholic stuff. Uh, again, we mentioned earlier, do you fear jam- damnation, John? Yeah. Yes. And then... Um, I mean, where, she cuts deep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> who, who's no, the, no, not physically. Who's, but the na- I mean, who's the name of this woman whose life has yeah. ended my own? What yeah. would think of you? That like... scene is really, really good. And and John... And again, she goes, what would your Helen think? Do you fear damnation, John? And he's like, yeah. Yeah, you know she. I think she. She's in it for three scenes. She handles being with an armed John Wick better than anyone else, and she. Uh, she cuts him to pieces. Yeah, and she goes out on her own terms. She doesn't even give him the satisfaction of killing her. So, so John does shoot her. Yes, but and I and, and a lot of it's a. He's got to fulfill the contract. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's, there's got to. He's that. Yeah. You know, you know, Santino. If he wasn't planning to kill him, would have been a dick about it. Absolutely, if John didn't yes. kill him. <laughs> yes. And then second off is I think it's again the Catholic thing of you know if you're Catholic you believe that if you kill yourself you're going to hell. Su- oh, so su- he, suicide is a cardinal sin. Yeah. So you know this is again this is like Julius. It's I was raised Catholic. Nothing I do is Catholic. I'm yeah. a terrible Christian. 
but I believe in like the pomp and the circumstance and stuff. Yeah. And I, I think that's just a little bit of a nod of John. Like that's his favor to her. Yeah. She's like, I'm not gonna give you the satisfaction of killing me, but he's like, I won't let you oh, go to hell. Yeah. I'll, I'll do that for yeah, you. Like yeah. That. Um, I don't know if I believe in it, but you know, this is for you, Gianna. At the very least, you won't, you know, automatically go to hell. Yeah. I mean, you'll def- she'll definitely go there. I mean, maybe some person. <laughs> She's an awful person. Yeah. But you know. for other reasons, you know, yeah. kid threatening just not for this. Just not for this reason. Uh, it's fine. Uh, are we good in that scene? Yeah. 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 It's great. So, I mean, it was, I think it was also shot in like some ruins or something, but it's, uh, well, you oh, said no, it was a bath. Beautiful. It's a pretty dope bath. Yeah. Yeah, but I think bath. the inside was actually somewhere. Oh, else. it has to be. Yeah. There's no way. There's there's <laughs> no way the the Roman bath tourist site has a full stock bar. I don't think so. And an after rave bathing area. They should. They should absolutely. They should think about it. I mean, again, that's part of the appeal of being a, a member of the secret society. <laughs> is the all the secret bathhouses? The secret bathhouses <laughs> and yeah, yeah. Ooh, oh. that is a constant here. We're in the two for two. Is there one and three? Yeah. I honestly, if I rewatch Parabellum tonight and there's a fucking bathhouse, I'm gonna lose my mind. Because <laughs> that's gonna be great. There is one in Step Up Two, though. <laughs> I would. <laughs> well, yeah. And no one can forget the second act that takes entirely in the bathhouse in the last witch hunt. Just thinking, I, I, John Wick definitely. And if John Wick doesn't murk a bunch of people in a Korean spa in the fourth one, and then what are we even doing here? <laughs> it's got to be one that Conan and Stephen Young went to. <laughs> yes, please. Yeah. With Mister Bong. Yeah. Um, so he flees the coronation. Uh, I like the audience cheering when John shoots somebody on stage because, well, they're all in it. They're all in on it. They're all part of this world. They're all like murder. And then even when he jumps in the crowd and is like close up headshotting people, like there's people directly behind John and in the foreground running away from him. Mm -hmm. But there's a solid crowd in the back watching. Yeah. Like there's, there's, there's a core group of like 70 people who are like, Oh cool. John wicks here. I've never seen a John wick show. I've never seen him work in person. (laughs) It's true. Maybe I'll pick up something. It'll be great. Yeah. It must be like watching like LeBron show up at like the courts in Venice. It's like, Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and I just want to shout out to one of the extras. He's like in a suit with a ponytail mm-hmm. and he's running, but with his arms at his side and that it's, it's, and it's a perfect, like, please don't notice me. Please don't notice me. I'm just trying not to get shot. I just, it's, hats off to that guy. Once I saw him, I can't not see him in that scene. It's the margarita guy from Jurassic yeah, World. That's like, Isn't that I'm, literally Jimmy Buffett? I think it is literally Jimmy Buffett, which is amazing. Even better. And then they kind of... What do we call that person? Should this be a thing? <laughs> Featured extra? Specta- uh, smartest spectator? Smartest spectator. Uh, you know? uh, the, the method extra? We'll, we'll, we'll workshop it. It's fine. Okay, I'm rich and I don't want to get shot. And I want to run in a way that I don't want to get shot. <laughs> and he did it. Like I'll make my body as small as possible as I run. I just... Uh, I thought it was really funny. Uh, shout out to that guy. Um, and then they kind of set up the bit with... John and uh, Common, John and Cassian. Mm-hmm. Where, okay, he's like, oh, sorry, where, I, I have to say my one thing. Okay, my only issue with Cassian, and my only issue with Common, as an actor, is that I'm always acutely aware that it's Common. <laughs> he can never fade into a role for me. I just want to know why he keeps playing Hitman. This is his fourth Hitman. That's actually true. I, I don't know why. I guess he just wants to do it. Maybe it, he thinks it requires minimal acting chops. But literally, I've never seen a movie with Common starring in it that I wasn't like, every time he comes on stage, I'm like, that's he Common. He was in that Western show, which I watched. But yes, it was just like, hey, that's Common. Common's 
playing in a play. <laughs> yeah, I, I, he's he's been he was in Wanted, he was in Smoking Aces. Yes, he was in uh, Run All Night, and now this. this is the fourth time he's played a hitman. Yeah. And I think I think you know like an objectively good looking black yes. dude. Yeah, Helen Wheels. Yeah. That's the other one where he's a gunman. Um, so five now. He's he's objectively a good looking dude, yeah. but he's like bald. He has facial hair, so it's like he looks good like assembling a sniper rifle Absolutely. out of like a case. Yeah. But like you said, it's like. It's fucking common, man. It like, was a weird. <laughs> if you watch any sport, you see him during every commercial break. Yeah, yeah. He's he's telling me about Microsoft AI. Like I'm not. <laughs> like I don't think that won't end the world. <laughs> like fuck. Um, dreams. What if everyone had this <laughs> AI? What is spoken word? It's, yeah, I forgot he did beat poetry. Yeah, I, I, it's, I think he's good in this, and I think it's fine. I think yeah. that he's just always an actor where I'm like, that's common, and that, and that always that kind was, of takes uh, me out of it. That was me with DiCaprio for the longest time. Sure, and and not that he was bad. I was just like, oh, it's fucking Leo. Yeah, and then I'm, yeah. I just pulled myself out of the movie. Yeah. Um, they do try to set him up as like John's equal. Like they both shoot each other at the exact same time. Yeah, and like yeah. they both fall. At the Which same I do time. like that. And they're obviously both wearing their tactical suits. Yeah, I didn't know, love how each other knew what was happening without him seeing the body. He knew well, you I mean, working. Well, it's like, I, I think you seeing John Wick in the wild is not like, what's up, John? You working? He's like, no, nah, yeah. I'm just here. I'm just here because I love this band. <laughs> I, I love, love Castlevania. I love, I love the D'Antonis. They're <laughs> like my favorite. They're my favorite Italian crime family. <laughs> like, if you see John Wick out in the world, it's like, Fuck, ah, John. Shit. Is there any chance you're here to kill like a sheik or a cardinal or? But like the way John tenses up when he sees Cassie, like it, he acts like a kid who got caught. Mm-hmm. And again, this, this is the is physicality true. of Keanu. Yeah. Of of oh oh shit oh fuck oh, oh man Cassian you're gonna laugh <laughs> you're gonna laugh for insurance purposes I did kill Gianna but. But she slit her own wrists. So, was it me? Yes. Uh, yes. Bang, 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 bang. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, they go to the catacombs. Yes. And uh, the guys who built the spacious, well-lit sewers in the third man built the catacombs. Oh, okay. And then the video game logic kicks in as John finds power-ups to deal with the ever-spawning Call of Duty moves. <laughs> You hit the invisible trap wire, and they just keep sending mooks at you until yep. you cross the next one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, and, um, yeah, uh, using the body of a guy as cover or a shooting rest is a real fuck you to his friends. I love that. Yeah. That's, That's so good. There's so many good moves. Shotgun they, spear. The shotgun spear is Holding him down as he reloads. Oh, my God. That's the best. That's, like, the best part of and this And then shooting him point blank. Oh, my God. Everything, like, as soon as he picks up the Benelli, and, like, I... I, I I don't usually get like hung up on gun porn for this mm-hmm. sort of stuff. Like sometimes it's really cool, but that gun is like fucking cool. Yeah, like it's fucking cool. Like yeah. like that is a cool fucking gun. I would like to shoot yeah. that gun. Yeah. Why doesn't Why doesn't everyone just carry an automatic shotgun? <laughs> it's crazy. Feels like it solves a lot of problems. But it's like as soon as he picks it up, you're like it, like he's just going to fucking town. Yeah. It's like he's got he's got the bulletproof suit, and then he holds the jacket up. Which I think is neat. Yeah. But I kind of think like the momentum would, work. would move the just move the jacket out of the way and the Probably. bullet yeah, would yeah. the bullet would lose a little momentum, but I think it would still go. Uh, but it's still it's a good move and he yeah. does it a lot in three. Yeah. 
Whatever, it's fine. It's that, also that's the, that's the rules of the of the world. It's fine. In this fight, there's the best way to use a throwing gun option. <laughs> Throw the gun, reload, or uh, pull another gun. Yeah. Oh yeah. When he throws the <laughs> when he throws the assault rifle. Yeah. At the guy. That's the best. I love. Uh, I love. Anytime someone throws a gun in a movie, I fucking love. <laughs> well, it. my it's favorite gun throw of all time is coming up. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll we'll get to that. Um, but yeah, as soon as he. As soon as he pinned them to the ground, yeah, it's like I saw this when I saw this movie for the first time. Nick, I saw it with you and Buzz, and we got out, and you guys were walking up ahead of me, and I pulled out my phone, and I was gonna call my dad to tell him about the shotgun spear, but it was like nine o'clock our time, so it was midnight back home. I was like, okay, I'll tell dad later. Right, tomorrow, oh, tomorrow, so tomorrow we'll talk about it. Yeah, just oh, put it in my yeah. calendar. Call dad. Call call dad. Call, call dad. Colon shotgun spear. Yeah, that part's amazing. Uh, so so the Cassian fight happens. He hits him with a car because he knows John's fatal weakness is he doesn't yeah, see he or to. hear cars coming. Yeah. And again, they, they really set him up. They go blow for blow. There's mm-hmm. the knives. There's the up-close fighting. Yeah. And, like, the only reason John wins is because it's called John Wick Chapter 2 and not Cassian Begins. Yes, <laughs> also true. Yeah. Because of Cassian. Yeah. I, 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 I had a question because I watched the movie, like, at least – three times before we do one of these. Yeah. And I had the question of what does John do that puts him over Cassian? Mm-hmm. And there's nothing, there's nothing he does except it's, fight, except yeah. it's his movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh yeah, they do a really good job of making them evenly matched. Once again, I don't believe it because that's just common. <laughs> uh, but as a professional, uh, and I know that he quick. does beat poetry and collaborates with Kanye a lot. Uh, but yeah, they do a good job. I mean, the cover of Poker Face with Kanye and Cuddy is really it's good. It's really good. It's really it's good. great. And he has a great verse on it. I love it. So they crash into the Continental, and Frank O'Neill tells him to cut it out, which is enough. <laughs> but if it wasn't, what were those three other guys going to do? <laughs> like, are you, bringing, are you bringing your three best men to break up the John Wick fight, <laughs> or the three most expendable guys to, to break up the John Wick fight? <laughs> it's it's just the guys who happen to be posted in that room. It's just whoever it is. Because at get... this point, there's been several... Shots fired off right outside. They're probably like, um, something happening out and there. And they're probably like, hey, uh, the, until it crosses inside, we don't even give a fuck. <laughs> yeah. But it is a good question. Do you lose your A squad? Yeah. <laughs> trying to break up this fight. Yeah. Because it's, John and Cassian are just going to go through those guys, and it's going to start a domino effect of yeah. everyone being like, who's shooting each other? And just every hitman in the hotel <laughs> turning on each other. And it's just the raid. Uh, and it becomes hitman the raid. I mean, have you guys seen, um, it's a movie like almost don't saw it called Daybreakers. No. The, wait, the the one the With Ethan, Ethan Hawke Hawk vampire movie. Yeah. yeah, Joey and I went to see that yeah. in the theater. Yeah, so me too. So the end of it, that movie ends with uh, they're running out of humans because yeah. the vampires have taken our society. Yeah, and they're trying to find a way to make more humans to to farm them. And a guy finds a cure, which is cure vampirism. Mm-hmm. And then if you have the cure and a vampire bites you, the vampire becomes human. Mm-hmm. And the end involves. The human stumbling out of this elevator. Yeah. Vampire guards seeing them, and they're so hungry for blood, they bite them. Yeah. They become human. Then the next wave of vampire shows up <laughs> and then bites them, tears them apart, kills them. Yeah. But then they become human. Then the next wave of guards shows up. It's, that's basically what the Continental turned into. Is they'd be like, oh my god, there's spy- John Wick's killing people. And then they would start firing, and they would get killed. And Wick? the next wave of guys would be like, oh no, John Wick's killing people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Man, I can't believe you just called back to that movie. Yeah. I've <laughs> not thought about that movie in a long no time. No one, uh, that's, uh, that's what you come to Climax for. After yeah. you go through that, yeah, it's definitely the three most expendable guys. Yeah, it has like, to be It has to be the guys you're not going to miss. Yeah. 
Now you tell them they're varsity. Yeah. Oh yeah, but no. You not. tell them they're varsity and not like they're JV we, at best. Yeah. We listen. Uh, they're 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 killing us on this new dental plan. <laughs> so this is this is how we're going to solve that problem. <laughs> It'll be fine. And if you live, guess what? You definitely deserve dental. Absolutely, you've earned it. <laughs> I like when they go. Hey, I'm excited that John and Cassie just both drink my two favorite liquors. Yes. <laughs> so so I'm, I can hang. Gin, right? Yeah. Bourbon, right? Love that. Gin, right? Yeah. Bourbon, yeah. I just love that it implies that they have casually drank together <laughs> many times before. They're just so famous. I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're just so famous in the assassin circles. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. They just have casually learned about each other's favorite drinks. Well, the X-Men cards from the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> it's got like their power levels. and <laughs> Favorite booze. Uh, so I like when John takes the drink. He's the first to look over, but Cassian just wants to stay pissed. Yeah. John's like, that's pretty good. It's a good bar. It's a good bar. And Cassian's just hunched over, just staring straight ahead. It's so good. Um, and then I kind of realized that there's a point where this movie could have pivoted. And we get a movie where John and Cassian team up to kill Santino. Yeah. And then the entire time the tension is, you never know when Cassian's just going to turn on John. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, they didn't. And we still got a great movie. But Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know how. I mean, like, he's just so, like, devoted to Gianna that like it it was never an option but yeah I am shocked that they didn't go that route because that's like but maybe they didn't because I I feel like that is like yeah and that's also like the classic that would be like what every other movie would do I feel like would do that but like yes but also probably more so it was probably more just that John's uh, like a loner yeah like we we want to see him tear yeah, people maybe apart. maybe you know on three he learns to ask for help yeah and maybe for four he'll put up his dream team of people who have been screwed over would love to would love oh. to see the john wick avengers squad. i'm just saying i'm just saying john Halle berry jason matsukas well cassie Peter is still alive maybe I yeah i can't believe matsukas worked his way into this <laughs> fucking shit i can't believe he didn't use a gun <laughs> That character was nothing. I will yeah. not. Just give me give me footage of Keanu at Terran Tactical running the three-gun range. And then behind him in like a tank top is Jason Matsukas ready for his turn. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll make it quick. I promise. I appreciate that. I'll try and do the same. Narrator voice. John broke his promise. <laughs> he did. John never intended to hold that promise. No. No, he did not. Oh. Uh, and then again, as John says goodbye to Ares, who <laughs> wants to get a drink with him, even his even his sign language is very straightforward and clipped. Yeah, he can speak. John John Wick speaks and is understood. He yeah. hears and he understands. Yeah, he is not going to do any kind of accent. <laughs> no, no, never ever. Yeah, Ares. I I try to think. I Ruby Rose didn't like wow me in this movie, but she is like, but it's like she's a cool kid. She's just like undeniably a cool presence. Yeah, I mean I she has a like... good, she has a good look, and I thought I thought she really acquitted herself well in the mirror fight. Oh, she's where great her, in the mirror. Where fight. It's her one on one. I guess. Yeah. I guess. So this was like 2017. I guess in like 2018 or early 2019, she underwent some pretty big deal uh, back surgery. Oh damn! She she did a lot of her own stunts in a lot of movies, and they were yeah. basically like, we got to. Or you're not going to walk again. Fuck, I didn't know that. That's really rough. 
I did think that her I do think that her fight at the end of this is like a little more abbreviated than I would have thought. Yeah. Considering like that she's see... like the main hench. Like yeah. like I it it's a little it's a little abrupt at the end. But Well, I mean even Future War got sniped. Yeah, <laughs> this is also true. Yeah. I would like to see her like be badass in some other fight. But I guess that's hard yeah, to do. Yeah, you, you kind of they, they held her back until basically the very end. Yeah, she directed. Then, she directed men. Yeah, so I, I guess that I guess that's more to the point of what I was trying to kind of say is just like it. I was excited to see her do some work, but it like doesn't really happen. Yeah, they the gave very it to Cassian end. instead. Yeah, and yeah, it's fine. <laughs> you know, it's fine. Give all the fine. Give all the stunts to Common. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, so Santino calls. Oh, I love that. In this, in his room is a bottle of Blanton's, which is from the first movie. The bourbon that's uh, in the shape of a holy hand grenade. grenade. A holy hand grenade, yes. <laughs> and it's delicious. Uh, but <laughs> Santino calls. He's like, John, you get it, right? Yeah. Like, like how pissed uh, can you be? The ball's on that guy. I had to avenge the death of my sister. Um <laughs> Uh, and then it'll look bad it, people would know i murdered her if i didn't try to kill you and then in classic wick fashion he just hangs up yes and because fuck that guy john, Arriva Ver- Arriva john, john wick is <laughs> john wick is everything i want to be good at his job spoken of in hushed tones yes cool dog great house everyone just leaves him the fuck alone yeah that's my dream life yes uh the only way me and john are even remotely alike is I have the same etiquette on the phone. <laughs> if anyone who's ever tried to call me, I'm just like wordless, and I'm like, is the phone call done? Yes. Feels like this could have been an email. Okay, <laughs> click. See ya. My, 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 my reaction to phone calls is my reaction to meetings at work, and it's this could have been a text or an email. <laughs> we didn't have to talk about this. Hey, John. Dear John. Uh, XO, uh, sorry. Hey, bud. Uh, CC um, Aries. Hey, bud. Sorry about the murders. Hey, man. Don't know if you got my last text. My phone's been weird. As per Uh, my last email. Of course. (laughs) Obviously, I had to avenge my sister. Uh, You get it. You get it, though, right? Nothing personal. No, that smiley smiley face. The smiley emoji, but with, like, the straight teeth. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, John. And it's that three times. (laughs) Hey, John. Ooh, my bad, bud. And then we get a nice little bit of acne from Keanu after he hangs up and he like winces. He's like, "I'm I'm back." There's there's I can't I, can't, I don't yeah. need to go back. Yeah, that's kind of when he realized it was done. Yeah. Uh, so then we get the assassin montage. <laughs> Coming back to New York, right? Yeah. Coming back to yeah. New York. Winston explains to Santino how badly fucked up, and then Santino again, that spoiled third generation rich kid. He owed me. I had every right. And like again, this is just the rules don't apply to Santino. Yeah. He uses them to apply to other people. He does immediately break the, and I think that's important that he breaks the rules. Right. Cause like killing John is like a dick move. Like that's yeah. not like, this is like a very like, however you want to see it. It's a very like honor bound society of people. And he immediately does the most dickhead thing. Yeah. You could possibly do. Yeah. And the only thing that protects him is that he's on the high table. Yes. You know, exactly. it's, it's like in a mob movie. It's like, he's a made man. Yeah. And then uh, John runs the gauntlet. This is stressful. This is like, this is like, this is the most stressful any of these movies have ever been. This is like the sequence the first time I saw it. And every time afterwards, I'm still like, "Uh, oh, God, 
Oh, no. Well, it finally cashes in on the paranoia of anyone could be an assassin. Yes. Everyone's an assassin in New York. Some of them are kind of obvious. Sumo Kevin, for example. Definitely an assassin. (laughs) What else could he be doing? Very obvious that Sumo Kevin is just waiting by the train station. Yes. Um, And then I think this is the order. Let me know if you guys had something else. I believe it goes Sumo Kevin. Yes. Cassian at the Fountain. Mm -hmm. Violin Killer, played by Heidi Moneymaker. Who, uh, yeah, she's a uh, one of their go-to. Well, she's uh, married to Stahelski. Yeah, she has oh. been in every Marvel movie, and yeah. she uh, was named uh, coordinator for uh, Mulan. Yeah, she's like she's uh, on the come she's up. She's one of the. She's not even on the come up. She's like one of her and her sister are like the best female stunt women in. Sorry, female. They're the best stunt women like yeah. in the biz. Yeah, but I'm just I'm just I was just happy to see that she's like. Got to. coordinating like well, it's, yeah. it's yeah. awesome if she practiced with the gun as much as she practiced with the violin <laughs> she might have gotten john wick in the back of the head she had the best <laughs> shot to kill him she did how, how did you, how could she have known he went to rome and got the super special suit from luca you wouldn't know you wouldn't know how could you know <laughs> no penetration but still <sighs> quite painful <laughs> quite painful um okay so it goes sumo kevin uh casting at the fountain violin killer hip asians Yes. Wall Street Bros, casting in the subway, then the cleanup crew. Yeah. Holy shit, did Sumo Kevin take some killing? Dude, oh, Sumo Kevin man. does not go down easily. That is one. He had to mount him like Legolas, bringing down <laughs> an Ollie font. <laughs> and he died in front true. of his girl. <laughs> yeah, that's also the bummer. That's rough. Yeah. yeah. He, he, I mean, it's crazy that it's crazy that any of these people were like we can kill john wick <laughs> but also the money's so good i guess that you just yeah. have to take your shot right well you know Even if like on sumo date night with your girl <laughs> yeah well like if sumo kevin had like run into the train station to use the bathroom yeah he could have at least seen violin killer and hip asians and been like hey what if we teamed up yeah yeah guys <laughs> come on let's say we can split it yeah it's not a big deal yeah i mean it's the not to jump ahead but it's the it's the bobon line from uh john wick three it's like the money's too good. Not if you can't spend it. This is true. Yeah, yeah. I'll take, I'll take, I'll take one point five million alive. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> every time. But yeah, uh, Sumo Kevin gets it. Rest in Maybe power, Sumo worst. Kevin. Yeah, and <sighs> rest in power. <laughs> and then the again, you think you, they finally give us the pencil kill, mm-hmm. and it's every, it's everything I ever wanted. Yeah. But again, I just remember when he runs to the first guy with the glasses and he just no look next stabs the guy with the pencil. I'm like, oh, that's how he did. He probably just next stabbed everybody in the throat. And then no, he like pokes out the guy's teeth with another pencil and then the eye and then the back of the neck. And it's all awesome. It all rules so hard. Placing it first. And then like, no body goes to it. (laughs) It's, it's rough stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was nice. Like that's like the most, gratuitously like fan servicey this series has ever been <laughs> like i never thought i'd see the pencil kill but it felt very good yeah and it's like uh, you, you i almost imagine the pencil kill was either you know he walked into a bar yeah. and they they took away his guns yeah so then he does something like that mm-hmm. or he's like grabbing whatever he can and it just happened to be a pencil and just yeah. got adopted into his legend it's like no it's like a deliberate choice <laughs> like the guy, no. the guy was at a bar, like eating and drinking. Like there was like knives and forks and yeah. glasses, and he's like, "No, no, 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 give me the pencil." You know, there's a possibility that he pro- the first pencil kill or three kills was probably different ways. 
than what we even saw. Yeah, yeah. There's, oh, there's, yeah. There's, there's probably <laughs> eight total. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. There's limitless ways to kill a man with a he pencil. He somehow choked a guy out with a pencil, I'm sure, probably. Well, know. it was about sending a message. So <laughs> you have to think that after word got out that yeah. he, he killed all the teams during the montage. Yeah. They're like, yeah, he killed the he killed the two Asian guys with pencils. And everyone's like, I'm good. We never see a freelance assassin after this. For the rest <laughs> no, of the movie. we don't. You're right. It is. <laughs> it is. Word gets around yeah. pretty. They're quick. like. They're like. Hold on. Hold on. He killed Sumo Kevin, and then three. One of our best. And then three minutes later, next snapped Heidi Moneymaker, and then killed two guys by repeatedly stabbing them in their face holes with a pencil, and then oh, and then uh, he he didn't kill Cassian. Yeah. But he could have, and everyone's just like, you know, what? I'm done. We're yeah, good. We're, d- we're, done. we're good. We're good. I mean, unless they double it. He literally put a pin in Ca- in Cassian. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna come back to this later. I I do love the the sequence of the casuals shooting at each other in the subway. Oh my god, is so fucking good. So good. <laughs> that that Tried sequence is really fucking off. cool. Yeah, it's so dumb, and I love it the most. I know. I know. <laughs> It is inherently, like, on surface level, it's fucking stupid. But I but love I it. Know. I think it's so fucking cool. It's, I would, I mean, I want to see it in more movies. I know. And then, like, the way they're both standing, like, they're a little embarrassed. I know. <laughs> I, I, like, the, literally, the way John is, like, holding his gun, like, so, he's like. Uh, uh. They're, they're walking, like, never mind. <laughs> <I'll> edit that <laughs> out. Now I'm worried about what you were going to say. No, just, like, uh. Like buying Maxim magazines at a like airports or something. You're just like, I wanted this when I bought it, but like I'd feel wrong. Oh, Nick, looking. you went to the B Dalton in the mall. <laughs> What'd you get? Last of the Mohicans, uh, the new Stephen King. Uh, yeah, it's both the, of those. It's the FHM with Carmen Electra on the cover. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, no, Nick, you were right to point that out. I get it. It's the alley larder stuff. I get, I get the vibe. I couldn't think of the name of it, so I tried to save myself. This is the Maxim with Lacey Chobert. That was a good issue. <laughs> great issue, great issue. Underrated. Okay, so underrated. so the knife fight in the in the in the subway happens. Yes, great knife fight. How much of that are you sticking around to watch? None. I, I, you're leaving immediately. I, 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 once, I, there's so many instances in this whole movie where I would jump out a window. <laughs> and this one is like, you couldn't get me out of there fast enough. <laughs> like, I know a lot of weird shit happens on a subway, but like... The knife fight As soon as life. it's like professional... Like, it's not even crazy people knife fighting. The fact <laughs> that it's men in suits knife fighting is mm-hmm. the most concerning thing you could ever see. Well, it's also, a, the actual order's been upset. Yes, it is upsetting. <laughs> Before this even begins, uh, Keanu takes out two guys on the subway platform mm-hmm. by well, one is I believe a crotch rip. Yep. Yeah. And so there's would. just blood everywhere. But then they both casually get on like the subway, and there's no like screams of people discovering the bodies. Yeah. No. Maybe the exit is on that side of the train. Listen, I don't it, know. Listen, it's a New York subway. It's fine. You're, yeah. You're, you're going to see piles of blood and people lying in front of the, this is what I'm doors. saying like weird stuff happens yeah. there, but when the knife fight is, is you wouldn't, you wouldn't stick around to watch any when of it. Yeah. Men in professional garb start knife fighting. I'm leaving. Garb. That means that something was planned. <laughs> that You know what I mean? Like this isn't an accident. These men were prepared for a knife fight. That is upsetting. So he he stabs Cassian. 
yeah. which we're about to learn two scenes later is a, a sign of respect <laughs> from, yeah. from Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah. Here's my question. Does this mean that Cassian has to become the subway king and just run everything in the subway? <laughs> He's I don't the know. I don't Lawrence know. Fishburne got stabbed in an alley and became yeah. king of the homeless people. Yes. So yeah. does that mean Kama yeah. now has to become the, the king of all the subways? I mean, if we're judging by the previously established just, just what rules. What they've given us. The yes. lore we have to work with. Yes. Now, Kamen is subway king. He <laughs> yeah. rides the rails every day, building his network of other subway people. Uh, we don't even need, hell on wheels. We won't even need conductors anymore. You know why, John? Why? <laughs> it's just me and the trains and the AI. John, have you taught, have you thought about cloud-based computing? No. <laughs> I uh, can't say that I have. <laughs> well, if you invest in Bitcoin, it can all live in the cloud. John lifts his jacket over his face and throws himself out the window. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Cassian's garbage now. I hate him. Uh, oh, and I just want to add one more note I added. Uh, everyone's like, oh, John Wick killed three people with a pencil. Yeah. I think he maybe killed three people with a pencil just because he ran out of guys. Like, it could have been ten guys. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, judging by oh, how they this They were just went, the last three. Yeah, it, this was not a desperate fight. No. John was in control at all times. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, we had the Bowery King. Again, more Catholicism. John is resurrected in a morgue. Yeah. Comes back to life. Uh, Keanu's mentioned in interviews that he and Fishburne get together and a couple times a year. Yes, what as you, they should. What do you think okay. they do? I don't know. What do you think that hangs like? I bet it's the fucking it's... best. <laughs> Lawrence Fishburne is like, he's a fucking ham, man. <laughs> like he, he I've, I've he's bet having he, an amazing time. Like I do it's... feel like this hit this character in this movie feels like the, in my mind, the closest to what Lawrence Fishburne actually is. So, so <laughs> I don't know why. So they were hanging out, and Lawrence Fishburne just uh, like like Stormar yeah. was like, he's like, yo, man. I really love John Wick. Yeah. Is there any part for me? And then Keanu called like the directors or Derek Kolstad and they got him a script. Yeah. And then Lawrence Fishburne got back to them later that day with an email that only said, I'm in period fish. <laughs> Wait. Ah! His friends call him fish. Anytime. He, I'm any, fucking into it. Anytime he comes up in interviews or anything, like uh, when Tarantino was doing press for Once Upon a Time, yes, and they're just like you know like asking about old movies or whatever. Yeah, he's like, yeah, the he goes, he goes, yeah. There's like, was there anyone else you consider for Pulp Fiction? Mm-hmm. And Sam Jackson goes, he goes, well, the studio really wanted Lawrence Fishburne, and you know, and I love Larry, but and it's like, and he goes later, and he goes, and he goes, so we go to Venice, and uh, you know, Fish has got this new movie out, and it's like. <laughs> I love that. I love that more. I love that more than when people call De Niro Bobby or Scorsese Marty. Yeah, it's way better. Lawrence Fishburne is either Larry or Fish. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, Fish is good. I love it. Fish. What a pleasant man. Fish. Yeah, I can't imagine what they do. They probably just like do some dope shit when they get. I together. bet. I bet. I bet they like get dressed up. And they go to some steakhouse we've never heard of. Yes, that's what it's gonna be. Yes, secret, dinner. secret, famous person steakhouse. And then, and then it's like they alternate like who gets to pick out the wine. Yes, yeah. And then they just try to talk each other into joining the other movies. I Why has Keanu Reeves been on Blackish? <laughs> that's actually a good question. He should. Uh, yeah, that's. Uh, I bet. Yeah, they probably just go drink, have a nice meal, and Lawrence Fisher just gets drunker and louder. Yeah, in a place that he shouldn't be drunk and loud in. He shows he shows he shows Keanu like his new scarves, 
And Keanu's got like, this is my new motorcycle. We just built it. <laughs> ah, what a lovely friendship. I was talking about his motorcycles. I love him. Uh, the, the Bowery Kings Pigeon Network continues the Wix series ethos of technology? Not for me. Hmm. No thanks. No thank you. I do want to see the pigeons come into play where technology does not, though. How do you we mean? We haven't seen that. We haven't seen them pay off. Like, they send out, I don't uh, know what their message is. true. Yeah. yeah, we don't really see it pay off. Yeah, there was, de- there was one where they put in a SIM card into a pigeon. I would yes. love John to, like, be on a roof. And yeah. he's, like, trying to get a hold of the Bowery King, and then a pigeon lands. Yeah. <laughs> and it, like, won't leave him alone, and he, like, yeah. checks it. And he that would be amazing. Yeah, won't that leave that him be... alone. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, he's, like, uh, he's, like, trying to think of what to do next. The pigeon, like, keeps walking with him. Because he is, as we've seen in 2 and 3, he is friends with all the animals. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which is a lovely. And you lovely know he's going to kill someone with a pigeon in um, 5. No. <laughs> you can't kill someone with a pigeon and not also the pigeon kill lives. the pigeon. The pigeon lives. He'll find a way. <laughs> he killed he killed a bunch of guys without the pencil breaking. Yeah, that's true. He is surprisingly gentle. Um Here's a question. Do you guys think uh he's the first Bowery King or did he assume the title from somebody else? The whole Bowery mm. King situation is I think a little confusing <laughs> in terms of what exactly his purview is and yeah he's like how it kind of works he's outside the table but yet he but the, he does the, the, kind of abide by it or yeah. they tolerate him well the director said uh in i might have in the commentary but they just said the continental is the four seasons yes and you need a motel 6 okay so you wonder if I don't they're, know if, that makes sense, if they're but... low key or if it's just like you know, like if Earl and all those other guys are former assassins that operate on the high table, yeah, and shit just went wrong, mm-hmm. and then they're just like, okay, you can, you know, just be this, you yeah. Know, you 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 were basically an information network. You may have to kill some people. Yeah, yeah. It um, makes more sense as they're the the finger on the pulse. Like, I think this is. The, really I think happening. the Bowery King and that whole network is really cool. It's the only time that the lore. I'm like, what? Yeah. I think I needed. A little more. Yeah, no, I need like... It's the, like a little bit more. Yeah, I need like but, the three branches of government graph. Yeah, yeah. So I just want to see how they... But I, like in the Parabellum, you get a better yeah. sense of how... Or, of At least how, the high table. Exactly. And you get a better sense kind of how, of how the Bowery King factors in in the third movie. But like in this one... It's a little nebulous. It works. It's the, mm-hmm. But it's literally the only time I've ever found in any of these movies where I was like, I wish... There was like one more line or like some like a little bit of exposition. Just a little bit. To answer your question though, I do think he made it up. There was not one before him. Yeah. I yeah. I, I I'd like to think <laughs> he, he carved it out his yeah, own territory. Yeah, yeah he, he, he saw a niche. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it it's like pat like a, a I don't know. It, it's something that's passed along. Yeah, I mean like with this world you you definitely see why there would be an advantage of having an information network. Yeah, and a way to get weapons that's independent, or oh, at least seemingly independent. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Yeah, no, no, no. I totally, I, I totally understand. I, I understand the need for it. I just was wondering a little bit more about exactly, kind of what it's more like what their relationship was to everyone else. <laughs> but like I said, you get a little bit more of that in three. There's a little bit more clarity. But next question: the Bowery King, Cassian, Miss Perkins, and Francis from the Red Circle, Big mm-hmm. Sexy Kevin Nash. I'll get a pass from John. Yeah. Why? Why do you think? Why do you think he? Why do you think he just he gets all killed out 
and then he's like, I'm, I'm kind of done at this point. I need to, I need to take a nap, and then I'll be back to killing. I think it might just be. I think there are probably some people that he like very much respects in that world. Yeah. I, 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 that's the only thing that I could think is like, I, I, I think he thinks of those people as maybe not his equals, but certainly people that like touch near his greatness i feel like if you're a rule nerd like him then he likes you well here's the thing is you know everyone everyone kind of lends this series just because of like how similar it shoots and edits to hong kong action Mm -hmm. a lot of eastern ethos to the john wick movies sure and then in those you know there's like bushido there's like the code of the samurai everyone has to live by it and then the ronin are masterless samurai who Mm -hmm. wander around trying to find a cause john is not a samurai because there's the rules of the world, but then yeah. John has his own code. He's really more of a cowboy. Yeah. And the Wick movies are really a part of my favorite subgenre of the Western, <laughs> mm-hmm. which is I've fallen in love with the school marm, I've hung up my irons, and mm-hmm. I've become a farmer. Yeah. If you disrupt my peace and I have to put my guns back on, yeah. the consequences will be absolute. Yeah. And, you know, I think, I don't know if I understand John's code, but when he does stuff like that, yeah. I think it's to show that his code is different from the rules. Sure. Because Lawrence, if Lawrence Fishburne was standing guard in an alley, mm-hmm. he was not a Cassian. He was not a Perkins. <laughs> yeah, no, you're you know? right. And then John yeah. let him live because it's like, you know, here's the deal. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Francis is the same way. He's like, there's, I can. Yeah. The gun, the gun's at the base of your spine. Like, at absolutely. The base, at the base of your brainstem. What do you want to do? Yeah. You know, um, I like that he kind of gives people a choice and they have to kind of decide what rules and what their code is as well. It was a long time ago, maybe to show that John Wick wasn't always heartless or, you know. Yeah, I mean. Even in his youth. Or that he thought he was approaching this a little differently than he would have in the past where it's like everyone would have been fair. I mean, you assume from what you've heard everyone would have been fair game or or maybe john was the kind of guy who you know they call him the boogeyman because he can get in and out without a trace because he doesn't want to kill anyone doesn't have to yeah you know if vigo would have handed over yosef and have been done and the rapper and baby man's best friend (laughs) that's all the people who had to die yeah that was it yeah you know and then you don't pick that gun up yeah yeah no it's definitely it, it it does play around in that like very like western genre yeah of like I, I i'm back out of retirement like a not quite like an unforgiven but you know what i mean okay <laughs> am i uh, a little bit of tombstone a little bit of tombstone. hell's coming with me uh and the, the last question what's the number up to now earl seven million dollars damn it's christmas we're going to applebee's after this <laughs> Applebee's, Chili's, and Outback all work for that joke. That <laughs> all of them. What is your ranking? Uh, I do think Chili's is the best. Okay, Bold. I think it. I think it. I think it's like Chili's. Applebee's is always at the bottom. <laughs> Applebee's is stone cold garbage. They I made know. riblets. Been... Do you remember when they made riblets and they it was dumb and they like they that was like we have riblets and it's like it's just ribs they cut the wrong way. Yeah, that's fucking stupid. I, I don't <laughs> know. Chili's, them. Chili's is kind of like. You know, they're in airports, which is nice, but they're always disappointing when you go to them in airports. Couldn't disagree more. Couldn't uh, disagree more. For, for, they got a queso dip that's fucking fire. Give me a pitcher of Marg's and give me some queso dip. I'll go to your Chili's. For me, the clear number one is Outback. Well, Man, guys, yeah. we are split here, huh? Well, let's, let's go. Let's go. I mean, we'll get a prime minister's yeah, prime yeah. rib, some brown bread, kookaburra wings. Brain bread. Gold Coast coconut shrimp. I do love brain bread. <laughs> All right, so we go to the museum shootout, 
actually filmed in Rome, but you know it takes place in New York. Yes. Uh, most of the paintings were hidden in the back, and they displayed duplicates. Okay. Smart. Interesting. Yes. Also a good call. <laughs> and then uh, they scored this fight to Vivaldi's Summer, but in a quote mm-hmm. recomposed version to match the percussion of the guns. Oh, cool. So, I like that. Yeah, them that and, is a uh, lot of work. Them and Baby <laughs> Driver, yeah, just doing remixes. That's very cool. Oh wow, that's I uh, like that. way extra. Yeah, with score because in in the first one, the bathhouse fight w- went along with the beat, but that's just editing, and that's yeah. just yeah, killer, awesome. But I mean, we watched John cross entire rooms in unbroken shots. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Yeah. So I'm kind of wondering if they if they shot everything and they cut it the way they wanted it. Yeah. And then they told the musician, and then the mu- the music guy was like, "Here's what I'm thinking," or if they they did this first, and then they 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 choreographed it to the beat. I think it's a mix of both. It'd, it'd be like, "All right, here's a rough," because music cutting to music's good, you're easy, but like, if you're like, "Oh, make make a song to this," they'll be like, "Well, these gunshots are off. I'd have to do something that's sonically mm-hmm. sounds." Bad. So it would have to be probably a conversation beforehand, yeah. <laughs> and and then also, yeah, evolving beyond that. Yeah, they're probably it, like, oh, we got a short one, and we got a shorter it, shot. But... It would be harder than it sounds, probably, <laughs> as you as I think is often the Orc case mischief. with these movies, probably. Well, uh, Morricone uh, would get the score first and then play mm-hmm. it on the set. Which no, I also shit. may really? have worked, so I, so everyone got the vibe. Yeah. yeah, I've had, I've definitely like heard a lot of people do that for this sort of stuff, play like for action and in sequences and stuff like that. Pick a song and let everyone kind of get into the rhythm of it. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I do know from my my foray into animation production, yeah, uh, that they use a lot of temp music, and then yeah. that uh, a lot of times will poison the well. Wow. I know. Oh, yeah. I that's actually editing across the board. Okay. Yeah. Is oftentimes that that's uh, that's actually a thing that is a big deal within movies right now because they'll use temp scores from other films and then they'll cut to that and then they'll just go to the composer and be like, yeah, make our version of this. And, and that's composer, why everything sounds f- yeah, familiar. Yeah, and that's why yeah. everything kind of sounds a little similar right now because like, they're like, okay, yeah. I'm a composer. I don't want to just make a john my version of a john williams score like i want to make my score <laughs> well well funny that is uh, uh spielberg will famously not watch any cuts without music that's interesting they have to score them that's interesting mm. i mean that does add a lot though i mean I, of course I mean, he's also it, working with zimmer and williams he can call a shot yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's that's I, part of it i know a little about musical editing because i did it my first editing gig mm-hmm. but i did it wrong <laughs> <laughs> so basically this movie forever plaid which is like a musical stage musical our company oh, shot i remember that and i was assistant editor on it yeah. but our editor they moved him to like another project and they're like okay you and the other assistant editor get to do this you guys are gonna so voltron we... into one editor <laughs> No, they did like a little contest. Let's see who edits the most and who edits. Oh edits fuck the off! Best. What? Yeah. Oh, that's the worst. This is my first gig, so I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna do it. Yeah, this like, is how it works. Seventy five bucks a day, I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a rate! And so I like I I got the gig by beating the other guy, but like, the movie was almost finished, and they're like, so how are you cutting the songs? I was like, I just do like the lines that sound the best, and they're like, 
you don't have a scratch track? I'm like, what's a scratch track? <laughs> also, we didn't have a scratch. Like, it yeah, was just like the most amateurish like, yes. thing. It wasn't bad because eventually, like, it wasn't delivered. So it's not like we're set. Yeah. But also everything they fallen in love with was like different timings because different performances were like a little yeah. faster. And what they ended up with was like a bastardized version of ADR where they had to like watch the final cut and kind of sing with it. Yeah. Because some of the takes that the actors were like, oh, my voice is so gravelly there. Yeah. And I'm like, well, that makes sense. Oh, like, that sounds rough. Yeah. Yeah. That's awful. It sounds like it was a garbage production from beginning to end. Yeah. So, Yeah. <laughs> It ended as it began, Nick. Not your fault, but... At the dump. Yeah, at the fucking dump. They shot it at the dump. It ended at the dump. It's fine. Uh, I don't know how John eases through the crowd at San Antonio, because given the guest list, again, this is like Rome, where everyone's in on it. It'd be like if Keanu Reeves showed up at an industry party. Yeah. You're like, oh, fuck, is that fucking Keanu Reeves? Mm, Like, there'd at least be ripples of conversation of people noticing who's there. He's... Yes, this fancy party. This is his coronation party. So yeah, notice that yeah. he didn't opt for a concert. There is no band in this scene. <laughs> yeah, they just did it at the Which museum. I thought was a requirement. They stood at the museum where his family owns all the art. Yeah, sure. Which, yeah. Is, a, which is a pretty big flex. It's like yeah. his wing that of LACMA. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's a MoMA. What, what's the museum in New York called? The Mo. Uh, it's the MoMA, right? Yeah, museum the MoMA. Of Modern. The or, MoMA. Yeah. Uh, Jay Z taught me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like how they set up John only has seven bullets. And you're like, wow, he's really going to have to use these tactically. He empties the clip in two seconds. <laughs> Everyone he shoots at dies. I want to be clear on that. It's no Deadpool situation. Yeah, it's yeah. not like we're doing the count. He just like He's just like... Uh, bang, 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 bang. It is, <laughs> but it is some false just... stakes. In these movies, you can't be like, John only has seven bullets. It's like, oh God, John has seven bullets? Wow. Like... I can't wait to see how he uses this to take out 20 men. <laughs> oh no. Immediately is that, upgrade. Is that too many? <laughs> no. <laughs> he updates the clip in two seconds. Yeah. <laughs> of course he does. And then does the thing you shout at every movie hero to do is take guns off the dead guys. Yes. <laughs> obviously. That's it. Like that's the that's your plan going in there. It's like I'm just gonna shoot someone and take their guns. It's fine. So he's he's back in the. So the first time we see the the hall of the Greek gods, John's walking from right to left. Mm-hmm. Yes, to meet Santino, and now he's moving left to right because he yeah. is descending again. He's descending into darkness. Yeah, and the best gun throw I've ever seen in a movie, where he sits on the throw. I mean, he's still got the Johnny Utah Shane Falco throwing mechanics. Yes, he does. I yeah. mean, <laughs> love a Shane Falco reference. I knew that pop up here. Fucks that guy up, <laughs> <laughs> which he did in the replacements of Shane Falco. Yeah, so he threw the ball right at that linebacker. <laughs> Fuck, that's a good movie. So. Yeah, that's what I'm watching today. <laughs> Excellent. I'm working through all of the sports Keanu's <laughs> replacements, Point Break, Hardball. Oh fuck, Hardball! He's from um, Canada. How's he not done a hockey movie? I don't know. He would have been great in a hockey movie. Goon Three. Ooh, put him in Goon Three. Make him the bad guy in the new Mighty Ducks Disney Plus series. <gasps> That'd be fucking great. Him versus Emilio. I would love that very much. Also, during this um, <laughs> gunfight in the museum, I like how he. Instead of just no like I mean there are some people shooting at him from far away, but him just throwing himself downstairs like he's not wrestling with a guy. Yeah, he no. just does that so he doesn't come out at the other end of the stairs like standing right up so people could shoot him. 
they're like, oh, he's on the floor, and then he shoots them. He throws himself down the stairs to Which would break dodge me. fire, yeah. mm-hmm. make a less obvious silhouette to shoot, mm-hmm. and so he's also pointing the right way to shoot back up at them. Mm-hmm. It's so he doesn't damage the art when he sh- has. Well, yeah, he cares about the them. art. Has, has anyone else fallen down a flight of stairs and had more go right <laughs> than John Wick? No. It works out every time. It's usually a disaster yeah, no, and not plan A. No, not for him, though. It works out every time. It's a calamity. <laughs> I, I guess okay. that bulletproof suit stops elbow and stair- marble. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Fuck it. Who cares? I, I mean, maybe he's just not a wuss like we are. <laughs> Matt, you bring a good point. Maybe maybe you just uh, I have bruises from elbowing my end table by my bed. <laughs> Oh, I elbowed my refrigerator handle the other day, and I screamed. <laughs> I screamed like someone had stabbed me in the heart. Gus was concerned. Yeah. Like, my dog was pissed. He ran I, in and started barking at nothing. I, like, can't imagine what my neighbors above me thought. Like, I I screamed for, like, a while. They're probably like your roommate. They're like your roommate's like, oh, he's claimed another one. <laughs> <laughs> I mentioned this earlier, but when Santino has to, he power walks away. Yes. <laughs> like, like, he can't be seen running. Yeah. Because that would be cowardly. He's Yeah, he's like an 80s fucking... What kind of man would I horror be? Horror movie villain. If I did. But he's he's walking like a guy who's about to lose his table at a fancy restaurant. <laughs> Come on, we gotta hurry. We gotta hurry. Come on. And then the entire Come time, on. is he has to hear gunfire. Yes. And the screams of his men. And I feel so bad for... Uh, uh, the bald ginger who's with him, yeah, because that guy's with him the entire time, mm-hmm. and he's like, he's like, oh, I'm gonna make it. I'm with the boss, nope. and then the boss sees two bigger guys. He's like, you're with me. You go back there. You, you get out there and you get murdered. And, and, and all he does is get used... shot five times. Fuck. For a second there, I thought they reused Tate Fletcher. <laughs> they should. That I, I actually thought they did too. Yeah, they should. He's a Why facial not? hair chameleon like Scott yeah. Atkins. Yeah, bring him in. <laughs> Bring in Atkins. Why hasn't Atkins been he in should be the in, action? He should be in four. He 100% should be in four. Him, him, Michael J. White. He needs it. Atkins, Atkins needs that come up. Yeah, I don't it, think he's going to get it. No, Donnie but, like He needs it. No. Ooh. I mean, you don't want to, you don't want to like bring in too many people, but like. Yeah, but they need to put together an all-star squad. Like every member of the high table needs to submit a member. Yeah, and Scott, Ad- <laughs> Scott Adkins can be the Russian. He can Absolutely. be the English delegation. Once again, chameleon. Yeah. <laughs> Donnie N. Donnie N gets submitted by China. I would love that. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yes. I'll watch that movie. It's yeah. fine. Rama it's from fine. the raid, Equal Ways, is just there. Mm. He's just there. Oh, I like him when he plays a... He should play a bad guy. He should play way more bad guys. He would be amazing. <laughs> My third favorite part of this movie, after shotgun spear and quarterback gun throw. Of course. Is after he kills Gingerbeard mm-hmm. and then takes <laughs> the takes the clip for the, the Kimber that he got from the Battery King. Yeah. He does the one-handed chamber check. So good. Oh yeah, they had to bring that back. So good. Yeah, I mean the best one I've still seen is Rachel in the Justified pilot when she checks two. Yes, but this is this was a good one because he really there's a he throws it some distance before yeah. catching it. It's not quick. It's not the quickest way to do it. No, <laughs> no, but no, not the way John dope. did it, and it was awesome. Yeah, there. Yeah, he just like casually cool. That that's like the little accents throughout all of these action sequences yeah. that you're like. That is practical, but also visually, it's cool as fuck. And it like, tells you that the guy's extremely comfortable yeah, with weapons. around mm-hmm. guns, yeah. Absolutely. I love that. So, 
So that is a chamber check. Like, I don't even know what that move is. Yeah, it's like but a one-handed like, chamber check. I'm like, that seems like someone that knows what they're doing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That, yeah, it's exactly what Matt was saying. Like, it's just like you're just like, oh yeah, this man has used many guns. We knew that, but it's nice to see confirmation. You know. And I don't know if you've ever if you've ever racked around if you ever pulled a slide back to chamber a bullet. Uh, it it's harder than you want it to be. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, yeah. It's I mean that 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 says a lot about John. <laughs> <laughs> he's a he's got a very strong grip. Uh, so we get to the mirror fight, and then Stahelski said one of his first ideas for this movie was mm-hmm. this homage to the final fright from Enter the Dragon. That is what I immediately thought of when I was there. I was like, okay, so he's doing his version of Enter the Dragon. Like, yeah, I feel like every director had once has like a couple things they want to do, and like stereotypically, like doing their version of yeah. that <laughs> fight is like I feel like a lot of people's go to. But it's such a tremendous flex. It because is. Oh, absolutely. We get long, unbroken shots of fights. Yeah. With two people in the frame the entire time, mm-hmm. and you never see a camera. It, it. You never see the crew. They made it impossible for themselves. Like before this. the Pierce Brosnan Bonds, anytime yeah. there was a mirror in a James Bond movie, you saw the crew. <laughs> every time, yeah. every well, fucking time, there's a mirror in a James Bond movie. There's, there's just like some guy with headphones just sitting there in like a director's chair. You're like, what the fuck? I just love that well, there was a time VFX. we need to stop updating. Uh, like movies to 4k because there is literally like there's a cutoff where we made movies and you just did stuff like that because we're like no one will see it it's shitty like it's shitty quality no one's gonna fucking notice and it's like no once you put that in 4k all of a sudden it's very obvious Uh, my favorite is when you watch like an old like 60s movie and they're like we've got a We've got to saw through the iron bars to get yeah. to the vault. And then when they pull the bars out, and now it's in high def, and mm-hmm. you can see it's just very clearly wood painted gray. <laughs> <laughs> but I was even like the stuff that we've been talking like it's like going back and watching Commando, and it's like, that's a mannequin. <laughs> <laughs> they thought it'd get away with it because it's shitty and grainy, but nope. Now we updated it. We put it on Blu ray, and it's very obvious. And we get, we're watching it frame by frame. Yep. <laughs> well, that's also a problem. They never thought this was going to come up. But Nick, you you think they they digitally erased people? I mean, they we have the that ability now, and I just know on oh, our show Mixfish, any reflective surface we it's almost become annoying. Like you're like, oh, there's crew. Maybe they're more careful. Yeah. But I mean, how? Ex- expensive is that for you not guys to very do? much really okay but it's like a weird that's like like the low key like oh why do you have a vfx budget on this yeah. comedy and it's like for shit like that for all shit the time. like that <laughs> yeah i yeah on grim we used to do removal all the time and stuff did you see that wacky shit they did for uh knives out oh where, yeah where they built like false mm-hmm. backgrounds of the set so it would reflect in people's glasses and mm-hmm. off their eyes and stuff yeah and they would use it to hide the cameras yeah they would it would be like staggered pieces of like wall or like mm-hmm. siding of a house that and sounds then, awesome yeah, and yeah. It's, it's just but it like, also sounds Ryan like Johnson a person is a who fucking really genius. hates the effects <laughs> it, so- <laughs> it sounds like a guy whose last movie made 1.6 billion dollars yeah yeah this is true <laughs> and he's like do you want to work on my movie or you want to you want to take the easy way out and go work on this shit and they're like we'll work on your movie mr johnson <laughs> yes absolutely um but yeah, I, I mean i'm I, I bet there was a couple but it's i mean there's a couple but there's like in the you ruby, have to do digital cleanup that's little, just gonna happen yeah, yeah and probably, i'm saying but it's no like what but like in the ruby rose fight they shoot the first half of that fight scene off the floor yeah <laughs> like yeah. Like you can digitally erase a lot, but that's also like okay, how do we do this? Mm-hmm. We we don't we can put more money into wrecking cars than CG shit. 
I, it's still really i mean it's super impressive and, it, and i think they really pull it off and it's like whatever whatever tricks you use down the line like it's still shot extremely well yeah they still they still made it harder than they had to oh absolutely like, like that's all these movies <laughs> well, well i mean it's like you know it's like the rush hour uh end fight where there's like Jackie Chan like has to protect the vase and mm-hmm. then it gets shot <laughs> at the end of the sequence. He's like, oh, I'm Jackie Chan. I'm frustrated. <laughs> He's the best. Like they could have just done another version of that. Yeah. Like, could you imagine them chasing John in like a hall of ancient weapons? Yeah. <laughs> and then amazing. that would th- we would still be ancient this excited knives. about this movie. Yeah. Absolutely. It would still be an yeah. all timer. Yeah. And he's just like, no, man, we got to try the Bruce Lee thing. Yeah. I mean, that's the this that's kind of what I was talking about at the beginning of this is like you're get. It 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 feels like a sophomore effort in a lot of ways, like a funhouse. Well, like he's clearly like it, he's more confident. There's more style. There, mm-hmm. There's more of an aesthetic than there was really in the first one. Like he's clearly trying new. Like the first movie is like we know we're good at this, so we're gonna do it well, and it'll be better than what most of what other people. This was like okay let's add some like who am i as a director you yeah. know what i mean so like making a choice like that is is like that well, the it, type of choice you have to it, make it feels like a fan who never in a million years thought he would direct a movie yeah. let alone direct a movie where he could get most of his ideas done and it's <laughs> he's, you know it's just like yeah a it's the difference between if you're doing it with love and you admit it mm-hmm. it's an homage not a ripoff yeah, just like if, no, I agree. if they do something over and over again, but you like it, it's a trope instead of a cliche. Mm-hmm. But he was just like, he's like, he's like, I grew up worshiping Bruce Lee. Yeah, we got to do this. Yeah, no, I think that's great, and it, and it looks great. And it's a great sequence. It was an homage to Conan the Barbarian. Probably, <laughs> I yes yeah, i fine. mean there's there's, it, there's no way someone didn't bring it up and they're just yes, like okay absolutely. what they what they do in that how do we make that work it was definitely used as every single sequence remotely like this was used as a reference yeah. of like what to do I, and what not to I do did it like how it wasn't every every shot was a fake they only did like that once or twice where it was a fake oh sure where yeah. he shot at not the right target yeah yeah that but then because most of the bad guys doing it too Oh yeah, they they did that, but John only did that once. But then he immediately corrected. Shot. He's like, oh, angles, geometry, <laughs> shot through. He did through the, the correct panel. He yeah, it got map. so good. He was just like Daredevil, hearing guys through the walls and would yeah. dive through and, and grab them. So good. Um, so good. Uh, I don't know why Santino felt the need to keep mocking John about all the stuff he doesn't have. No wife. Why would no you life, do that? No home. The only thing I could think of is. He was like, if John gets me, yeah, I need him so pissed he's just gonna shoot and, oh, not, take yeah, his, and not take his time. <laughs> yeah. Spoiler alert: it worked. Yeah, yeah. He done got shot. Uh, I just want to do a shout out to two henchmen. Maybe these are the honorable mention henchmen. Yeah, please. But uh, when when the it's the one guy with the assault rifle. It's part of the team Aries Beardos. Yeah. And he's coming through the hallway where the walls kind of rotate, mm-hmm. and John slides out of the wall and grabs him. Yes. Yeah. He just he throws a great knee. Yeah. I just oh, I was yeah. watching it, and he had John up against the wall, and he threw a great knee, and I was like, man, that's just a textbook knee. Yeah. That looks really that was good. Good job. And you, then you put up a real fight there, bud. Uh, a shout out to his friend who was a half second too late to save his life, <laughs> who screams in frustration as he like opens up with the rifle. It's like, <laughs> finally, you guys are taking this personal. Yeah. John's <laughs> taking this super personal, and he's doing great. You gotta be on his level. <laughs> you guys need to get a little more into the game. Yeah. 
I didn't have an honorable mention henchman, so I could agree to that one. Yeah, I just want I just want to yeah. give a shout out to them yeah. just because yeah. yeah, fine. A good looking knee and a guy who was just like fuck. Who's like, our? How many guys? The entire walk in here from the parking lot, I was passing my dead friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and now I got to deal with this shit. Yeah. Now, now we're in a crazy funhouse shootout mirror world. This is not the way you thought your life was going to end. <laughs> like, by no means. I was a Navy SEAL. I don't need this shit. No, not at all. He had plans. <laughs> yeah, he had stuff to do. I should have stayed at Blackwater. He was, <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> who was our poor sap? I feel like it's guns. There's no civilians. No, maybe yeah, someone right. at the fountain that John definitely killed blind firing through. A they waterfall. do a very good job of like not. There's not really collateral damage because everyone's a professional. Oh, and I meant to bring this up at the last podcast, but yes. I had an awesome term. Okay, of that hit me. What co radical damage? <laughs> Which there's not a lot in this movie, but in the Arnold in T two, there's a lot of co radical damage. Like, what would be your example of co radical damage? Just like T2. shit that blows up for the fuck of it. <laughs> and you're like, that's rad. Yeah, I'm into that. I think it's a good term. Well, <laughs> the kids in the lexicon. Yeah. I like it. But there's good. not a lot in this. It's, it's no, very no. tight. Like I said, they're very like they're professionals. They they don't yeah. have collateral damage. I, I always remember damage. watching. I always remember watching old movies and being upset when like civilians would get it. Yeah. And then this feels like this movie. I didn't even realize it until this moment that this movie kind of fed into that. It's like only people who've got it coming. Yeah. Get got. Absolutely. 100%. The only moment is firing through the fountain, which I was like, that should have resulted in maybe something, but I, I no, we didn't see it. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. He's not like uh, Michael Bay, who is currently <laughs> obsessed with making sure we see all of the people die in an action sequence. You're making it really hard for me to cheer for your heroes when they're hitting people with their cars. It's crazy. It, we should talk about Six Underground just in general, <laughs> or using civilians point. as cover. It's crazy really hard for me to hang with your movie yeah uh, and then i thought the ruby rose fight was great um she looks yes. good i'd like to help this i'd like Came to out this, swinging this helped her get batwoman oh almost certainly i, would hope uh, so. I wanted to show up in other action movies maybe like in an australian kingsman that'd be that, awesome that channing tatum she makes him feel weird in certain places <laughs> and he's very confused by it and that's just his arc <laughs> <laughs> i would like that I yeah, like I said, I felt like this was a little too abrupt. I, I I wish they would have made more of a meal of this fight, but like, it's still very good. Yeah, and I, she looks great fighting. I just <laughs> wish she. I was excited when she was cast, and I just wish she would have gotten more to do. Yeah. Throughout the whole movie. Yeah, I don't know about. I don't know if making her mute was a great idea, because she doesn't get a line. She doesn't get like a, a to say something to John. In a way that like really really connects. I mean, they do try. I wish more movies would do their subtitles more stylized yeah. and make it oh, the, more the, a part of the frame. Yeah, sure. And yeah. you know, she has some great moments, and but it's just yeah, you're right. You you kind of want more from her. I, I just wish she would have thrown some punches earlier in the film. Like even that. Like I, I like yeah. Yeah, you being saw how mute, it, she It's was. like you could definitely debate that because like you could. It's a bummer because you can make an impact earlier if you have like that solid one liner or like that like or like you get to do like a Gianna type scene and it's really intense. But like, yeah, if she just showed up and like that was the reason John lost the assault rifle in the catacombs. Yeah. What yeah. if exactly like it needed that moment like maybe like 
we halfway through that sequence we needed to her to show up and he realizes yeah. he's being betrayed in the midst of or we like, plant like the know. push dagger earlier and like she swings and it knocks yeah. a gun out of his hand or something yeah but... it, it just like a it, she's great this fight is great it just is like what, I, I feel like she was underserviced for sure what if she was the other side of the coin of the fish bowery situation she also has a scar on her throat and that same night, John also attacked her, but let her live, and she took it personally. <laughs> I mean, that would be very cool. <laughs> I would love that. Yeah, but she'd have been like eight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but the deadliest eight-year-old. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying. That's why you let her. I'm just saying your theory, I'm just yeah, saying your theory works. It just doesn't. It's not the same night as the Bowery King. Yeah, probably not. But yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. like, I, it, it just is, uh, she's great. Once again. She's great. Love this fight. Yeah. Just wish she would have been used. I have no problem with her coming back. I know. Uh, I know the rules we established. The Bowery King are Cassian can come back and she can't. Yeah. But I'm fine with him, with John. You know, missing on purpose. Yeah. I I have no issue with that. I I I would not be mad about that. It just is. Yeah. I mostly I just think that she needed to have like one other thing. And it was kind of like it's kind of weird because we we see her from the beginning, she's the henchman we see from the the top of the film. Yeah. So she should have been, she should have been Cassian. She should have been the one like haunting John, throughout multiple sequences. I feel like in a stereo once again, I think in a more common like the the more common route that you would take would be she's the one that's like he's constantly he encounters mm-hmm. two or three times. Before the final, like, you know, the final battle. Yeah, she's she's quieter or she's sneakier. Yeah. Um, I liked her having a punch dagger because we already had, like, three knife fights. Love so that. now this this changes it yeah. up because she's got to use dagger. it different. Um, so uh, we go back to the Continental. Mm. Yes. Uh, Santino asking to speak with the manager is his final form. Mm-hmm. That is that is the perfect encapsulation of that Absolutely. character. Absolutely. He carries it so hard. So fucking hard. <laughs> to speak to the manager. God damn it. <laughs> Uh, the room they're in is awesome. Uh, oh, it's the best. When I get my non-poverty line house, <laughs> I want to. I would like this. I want to have that as my living room, and then I want the vault uh, from three as my screening room. Yes, perfect. Mm-hmm. My John Wick home. Yeah, my John Wickian house. <laughs> my John Wick themed house. Well, the rest of the house is just like his. Actual just windows. House. Yeah, it's just windows. Oh, love his window house. Uh, just as just as super obvious, shoot me through the window, window house. What do you think the hiring process is like for the staff at the Continental? Oh fuck! I mean, you definitely have to fight. <laughs> like I, like like you're 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 in the lounge. There's a bar. People are yeah. served food there from the kitchen. You've got like a you've got like a plate of mozzarella sticks. Yeah. And then John Wick walks in holding a gun, bleeding yeah. from this face in multiple places. Like, what are you supposed to do? Are you expected to, like... I don't... Do you react to it? Do you retreat? I don't know. But do you, I do... Do you run at John? In my mind, I do think everyone top-down has murdered someone. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, you Even do... Especially, lowest. like... Especially, it's like being like, a double-O agent, you have to yeah. have two bodies. Like, your front-of-house people, like your waiters... Anyone that's interacting with staff or potentially will see a problem, definitely, I think, has murdered. Now, if we're going back to like, like maybe like chefs and stuff like that, maybe it's not important that they. I mean, they're not going to get in the mix. But I think if you are any sort of front-facing staff, 
I think you have a kill count. Thanks for bringing this up, Matt. Our new sponsor, Zip Recruiter. <laughs> I said Recruiter. Are you trying to fill your murder hotel? Zip Recruiter can help you get there. 80% of people who put jobs on Zip Recruiters report finding a good candidate in one day. Uh, it's amazing. Uh, yeah, I, I would even say the chefs have definitely killed someone. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely like some long kiss goodnight under siege shit where they can definitely throw the knives. Yes. Yeah. Maybe maybe Zero and his sushi ninjas from three. <laughs> maybe they trained at a Continental and then they like struck out on their own. They're like, we're gonna open our own space. That actually does change up the game. That actually would make sense. As like their as their, <laughs> their origin, origin story. story. That actually would make a lot of sense. Fuck. Alright, yeah. No, I take it back. The chefs are killers. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's a killer. Everyone's a killer. Finally, that's all. I'm going I back to my to original say. thought, everyone's a killer. Yeah, but, but when uh, Charon got John Wick's dog, he's like, you know, you can't stay here because you've not killed anybody. <laughs> so you had to rent a hotel room for the dog across the street. <laughs> rules are rules, Mr. Goodboy. Uh, Mr. Goodboy. Mr. Goodboy. Uh, ballsy of Santino to think duck fat and menu variety will stop a bullet. <laughs> Super weird. Super I mean, weird choice. This again comes back to the idea of the rules aren't meant for everybody yeah they're meant to keep everyone in line Mm -hmm. below a certain point absolutely and he was just i mean jesus christ when when ian machine's like walk away jonathan yeah and santina goes yeah jonathan walk a bang fuck you oh that's when i would have shot him too yeah absolutely like how fucking dare you you have no guys left no everyone you brought to new york for your coronation Mm -hmm. gone yeah (laughs) you think you think you and fried polenta is gonna fucking save you? Absolutely not. No, I love that. It, it it's very cathartic, <laughs> and like it's it's just always nice to to see someone get it. <laughs> Honestly, In, I, along the same fashion of the first one, you know, Yosef. It was just a unceremoniously. Thing. Just yeah, I mean, like the whole thing with Yosef is like it, it wasn't. There's nothing clever about him. He did a dumb thing and he just (laughs) thought he could get out of it and his dad would take care of it. Santino is like actively trying to subvert John's. This is a world John has operated in for like his whole life and he's trying to subvert it and use it against John. And it's like, no man that like John, like, John is killing like old John, but he is not old John. Like fuck your rules. Like fuck. Th- like he he's back in that world, but like it fi- it very I, much establishes the fact that he is like is not willing to play yeah. within that world. I just realized. And fuck that you for thinking that that'll save you. Like they're so honest. Like him and Winston. Yeah. What have you done, John? They're the only ones in the room. They yeah. probably could have hit a body. No, and, like, there was oh, people there. Oh, was there? I think there were, it it was like kind of a full, not a full room, but it was like an active The bartender's in, I definitely remember him walking past two people. Uh, But I I think you do. Now John was willing to shoot all those people. Was it emptied? No, I do do think you have a point though. I mean, Winston is like a powerful guy. Uh, John returns home and then, you know, it's kind of, we talked about this before we went live. It's kind of this weird, abrupt, weirdly edited thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Again, I think it's the Empire Strikes Backness of it, where yeah. it ends on the down note. Yeah. But like, he goes home and he finds Daisy's chain, mm-hmm. and he sits in the ruins of his fucking life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the thing that started this whole thing, the whole thing that to him made it worth it, and he holds it over his heart. Mm-hmm. And then he's told that he's not done yet. Yeah. You know. So then, um, 
John goes back to Central Park, meets with Winston. He's declared excommunicado. Mm-hmm. Winston hands him what I assume is Santino's marker. I, I thought yeah, it was I, a blank one. Or does he hand the Halle Berry one? He gets out of the book. Yeah, at the library. That's what I was gonna say. He get he goes and gets that one. Yeah, uh, yeah. It must have been. It, it, this is a complete marker. Yeah. I, well, yeah. I mean, is it Santino's marker or is it one with Winston's thumbprint in it? That John owes him or something. Oh shit! I don't, I always assumed it was. I a did blank not think one. about that, but because uh, if come it up is in, it if up it is low key, Winston owes him. The, the the what he does makes a lot of sense. Yeah, like the, the favor of like the hour long head start. It like makes a lot of sense. Uh, yeah, I haven't really thought about that, but yeah, it. Yeah. It probably is like a Winston marker, I think. I think you're right. That makes more sense than a blank one. I just thought or it was a blank one. Or the completed one from Santino. Yeah, because like... It, How well, would that help him, though? Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I think so it was, it was just... Like, I, yeah, in my mind, I, I guess I was just like, yeah, okay, he hands him the... But no, it would make more sense if it's like, I owe you one. This is why you're not being murdered right now, which we have established. Oh, this is so the you, murder so, spot before. So you think this is that's the completed one? It's like, I'm giving you this. This is the hour. Yeah, that's what this marker. Yeah, represents. I okay. think it, I think that's like Winston being like, "Okay, I've paid you back. Like you have an hour, go do your thing." Because like, again, the the marker would not matter to a guy who doesn't care anymore. There's a shot. Well, that's of, also true too. Hope, we, I should, mean, but, we should but go back Winston and freeze cares, frame it. There's a, is, a shot of the marker book that tells what the o, O's are. If maybe if we paused it, you could see a, a hint. Oh yeah, maybe. I don't know. I yeah, mean, Winston's not. right under the Santino one. Yeah, right that's also it. true. Yeah, yeah, that might be. I don't, I don't know. I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> someone, can, someone can do it and tweet at us. That's fine. <laughs> sure. I don't have a problem with that. All right, Hitchies, you have an assignment. Uh, <laughs> do our work for us, please. <laughs> so they do the bit where everyone in the immediate area is revealed to be working for Winston. That's fucking awesome. You have to think that some of those guys are not psyched to be there. No, they're like, well, debt. We, d- if if it comes to it, well, we can definitely kill Wick, but he's gonna just get, through sheer numbers. But he's gonna get some of us. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I don't want to be someone that's gonna get got. No, that's not a. Day I don't want to get show up. I don't want to get got dressed up as a jogger. Oh, fuck. And sweat wicking that's technology. Like, please don't let me die. Please in don't spandex. let me die in dry fit. Top yeah. to bottom. I'm gonna be at the top of the bridge, <laughs> acting like I'm on a hot dog date. <laughs> Please don't let me die selling balloons with a fake mustache. If I, if I die with a hot dog in my mouth, I'm going to be fucking pissed. <laughs> God damn it. And, uh, yeah, and like I said, the movie ends, and I was so excited, I just started immediately doing my notes for number three. Yeah, there you well, go. Well, it's, it's pretty ominous when, uh, before he goes to Central Park, uh, Karen is like, it's been a pleasure, Mr. Wick. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> And John was like, it. and John was like, I'm fine. I got my car back. Yeah. yeah. I avenged the dog. Yeah. Uh, got good, a new dog. Good boy's going to be okay. Yeah. Karen's going to take him. And I did everything I needed to do. Yeah. I think John went there cool with having to die. Yeah. No, I think yeah. you're right. I think he definitely, like, why, why would he have gone otherwise? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, absolutely. I think he fully expected. To or, be or or maybe just because he didn't die in his burned down house. Well, he definitely wasn't going to fight his way. He definitely didn't go there to fight. Yeah. yeah. So, like, I, he must have been okay with it. Yeah, since since Karen wasn't there to be like, sorry, Mr. Wick, and then shoot yeah. him. He's yeah. probably like, well, okay, I'll hear him out. <laughs> That's true. Can't, 
believe we didn't talk about this line. Hit me. You want a war, or do you want to just give me a gun? Can get somebody, please. <laughs> get this man. Yeah, we did the response. Yeah, how did we good. actually skip that line? <laughs> That's like, I mean, like Lawrence Fishburne is like clearly like when he showed up to set, he was like, "I'm gonna get my shit up." <laughs> Here's like, the deal. I'm gonna scream. Yeah. I'm gonna wear a robe. Yeah. Like that's like, and that was the the trailer line too, right? That was like the big like that was... in the trailer. He was like, "Do you want to give I... me? A, you want a war, or do you want to give me a gun?" <laughs> so fucking good, man. Ah, man, Lawrence Fish, the fish. Sorry, not the fish. Fish. He shows up every time. Uncrable. Uncrable. <laughs> I love Italian. It's a beautiful language. That's French. French. (laughs) 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 All right. Any more thoughts on John Wick Chapter 2? No. It's something that I. It's grown on me. It's grown on me more and more the more that I've watched it. I it it, despite my my first impressions being kind of like underwhelmed. I, I think it's something that like I, especially post Parabellum. I think that it helps to see like the the like not complete but you know what I mean like it, it, this trilogy that they well, clearly it, had in mind. It's like when you go bowling and you get like a sp- strike or a spare. Mm-hmm. I don't know what my score is. You don't know until you not get a strike or a yeah. spare. They tell yeah. you what the score is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's kind of like what these second movies always are. Yeah, absolutely. If they're not gonna have in it, like if if they're not gonna like lethal weapon to it. Yeah. Where it's a complete self-contained arc, but yeah. they're gonna continue on. That second movie's like. I liked parts of it, but I don't know how I feel about it because I don't know Fitting what it means yet. Whole... Yeah, exactly. So then you see three, and even if even the way three ends, mm-hmm. it, it's also a second part of a movie. <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah. but enough happens in three that you have a you can make your decision on two. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, so it, it's definitely a movie that has grown on me more and more. So and it's still, I mean, out the gate, it's still fucking great. It's so. incredible. Yeah. Well. Yeah, we did thank, it, guys. Thank you for listening to another <laughs> marathon episode, John Wick Chapter Two. Uh, join us next time for a movie we haven't decided on yet. Yeah, and, uh, we'll see you then. Woo! Woo! Climax!